The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Thanks, baby. Uh, sorry, I was, the baby was for Mel bringing waters for <laughs> Brian and I. Well, thank you. I have Brian. one. Thanks. Um, thank you. But thank thanks, you, hey, but you know, thanks to you, baby, too, Steve. Um, hey, good so, to be here. So, look, I'm. I, I gotta say, I. I no, Brian Unger, if you don't know who he is, you're an idiot. <laughs> You've been living under a rock. So Brian was on the, the day. I might get some of this wrong, but don't interrupt me. <laughs> Brian was on was was a correspondent on the on the on the Daily Show. Correct. Is that correct? Yep. And and was was amazing. I was a, I was a fan. Uh, and then he had how the states got their shapes. And like this guy is fantastic. And then I did a show called Showdown of the Unbeatables on Nat Geo, and they paired me up with with Brian Unger. And I was like. You know, like wow, I've hit the big time. Mm. And the first day I met Brian, I was just like, "This, Aww. this is the smartest guy. How what? is how is this what? guy this smart? Why is he crying right now? How is this guy this smart?" I was like, I was just thoroughly impressed and honored every day to work with Brian. I've never told him that because I don't. I want to save it for a special, a special <laughs> occasion. But it is one hundred percent true. And that Brian was, and I don't know what what's supposed to be told or not, but Brian was supposed to. Take over the reins of hosting the Daily Show from uh, Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know there there are moments in people's careers where everything changes yeah. on, in in a single phone call, and that was like when I didn't wow. get the job. You but you everything ha- you, changed. You, but you did get it, and then it was. I mean, you basically got it, and then it was. Taken. I got it at least from my end of things. I got the job mm-hmm. because the president of the network called me on the weekend. On my phone. So when anytime an executive calls you at home and you go, hello, and then, yeah, hey, you're my guy. Are you ready to take the reins? Yeah, that's, I think that's yeah. a yes. And I, I think that's I was I think, like, yeah. and when I hung up the phone, I was like, I had a secret. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. Yeah. And so imagine my surprise two weeks later when I heard John Stewart is the new host of the show. Oh, wait, that's how it happened? And yeah. we had the yeah. same agent. Yeah. Who never told me. So, um, and, but who knew yeah. about? But who knew your, who se- knew? your secret? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 and now I've learned that that that's what you know. In in our business, you 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 have a list of people you the offers are out to. Yeah. And then you always have the inside candidate you're negotiating with. Mm-hmm. So you have a backup. Right. And I was just the backup. You were oh you oh you were the leverage. I think I probably was. Yeah. I think he said no, as I recall, and then he came back around mm-hmm. and said, "Yeah, I think I should do." Whoa, this. whoa, 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 Brian Unger. Okay, fine, I'll do it. I guess because. <laughs> I'm yeah. not letting him do it. <laughs> I remember Stuart, though, said to me, um, he, he hung out for like a week before he started his job. And I'd already said I'm leaving because I I was so butthurt from the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I, and uh, I came off the set after having done a piece. And uh, John was there uh, by the studio door with his arms folded, and 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 as I was passing he, he him, sounds, he, goes, he sounds better than me in the mic right now. Okay. Oh no, he gets, it gets it, no, it, it, no, it gets deeper than that. <laughs> it gets it gets deeper. It gets deeper. Uh, uh, hey Brian, that's yeah. kind of that's Hess's thing. So just, it is. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll back. Can you go a little higher? I'm just kidding. Anyways, there I was. So so John Stewart was standing there. What did he, what did he say? And I look at John. John looks back at me. Wow, he is stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to step my game on. 
So, so oh, and, and, he, and I know, I'm sorry, but he knew that it, that it was possibly going to be you, and that it's now not you. I don't think he did. Okay, I don't think he had any clue about what the circumstance was. Got it. I think he just got offered the job, and yeah. he was psyched, and he was there to kind of like um, it was like trainee week. Okay, and he was going to see what we were all doing. Okay, and as I was leaving, he he slapped me on the back, and he goes. That was really funny. You should come back sometime and do that bit again. He just thought I was like a comic on the wow. show. Oh, in. no. And I was, the, you know, I was the first correspondent. I was the first producer on the show. I I, I felt really like a principal right. in a startup. And so that just was like, there's <laughs> a knife in your <laughs> oh, back yeah. on the way out. It's, it's yeah. cool. And of, co- and of course, he, he meant it as the nicest thing. Totally. Yeah. And, and oh, so, my gosh. But, you know, so began this journey. Yeah. And in and, and, and being, um, you know, like cast into the desert for 40 years, I, it, it, I roamed. It is, it is tumultuous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need to harp on it, harp on it for, 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 for too much longer, but just a little bit. But, like, you're literally just going from gig to gig. And the minute you think, like I've gotten those calls too, like you, th- the minute you are like as high as you can possibly go, or you know, or or you think you can, you're about to go super high, and then you get this call of like, oh, my fate is entirely in in your in your hands. That's why I like doing this podcast. That's why I like doing my you know adventure, the the clothing line, because the harder I work, the better it does. I can do it, and, and no one can come in and tell me that I can't. And 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 you you no matter how much your um I think your your intuition is that if you're a decent person you want to invest in these projects and you want to say I'm in it for the long haul and you want reassurance from yeah. those people that right. that it is, but these things are ultimately temporary and when you learn that they're temporary it's very hurtful. I mean I I have I have gone from God I I've worked for every single cable network there is. I've literally been that prostitute who's been passed around <laughs> to every Shriner at the party. Like, I, I was like, I've, I've been. The, the, there was history, and and other than National Geographic, there was Travel Channel, and 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 there there I've worked for all of them. Yeah. Discovery Channel, I worked there. I, this, I, I, you know, I have, I've done. You've done the I've same done thing. Every single one from. Travel, food, discovery, Nat Geo, uh, history, all of them on, on some on some level. You know, and what and and what I have learned is it's not your fault. It's the fault. It's it's executives. No, who basically, no, no. Who they're, said that? They're, 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 no, they, no, Brian. It's they, it's your fault. <laughs> it's just totally your fault. No, you're, you're literally being slapped on the back by a person saying you're doing an amazing job. Yeah. We love you, yeah. and that person is fired the next week. Right, right. And right. you're out of a job. Yep. yep. Uh, speaking of. Um, that I brought, I, I made for an, at Discovery Channel. I went to maybe I was in Kentucky for something. I was in. Mickey oh, you're bringing you're bringing it back to the episode. Not really. Okay. But <laughs> just, I I remember the chief distiller at um, Jack Daniels. Okay. Um, he gets a barrel, one barrel every year. If you're the master distiller, and he keeps it in his office, and he literally dispenses booze from the barrel into a beautiful glass wow. container and oh, they so, seal it oh. for you right there. Oh, wow. wow. And he gave it to me uh, and wrote on it, you know, thank you so much for coming. And I brought that bottle back to Discovery and I went to Maryland and I went to see the CEO of Discovery Channel who I had a meeting with and just wanted to tell me how great he, the show was going and he loved me and he couldn't wait for more episodes. And I gave him that bottle as a gift mm-hmm. and he fired me the next fucking month. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I've wanted that. Bottle I have back. wanted that bottle back ever since. <laughs> right. Like one of my biggest regrets. Like, can yeah. you call him? Like, hey, you still got that bottle? Yeah. yeah. Remember no, that? Um, he's been cheersing with it ever since. You incompetent I, boob. So you know, Bert. Bert. I gotta, Bert. Could, Bert was on our last episode, and he he. He knows the other side of the story. It's amazing. So I'll tell this, and then we'll get into into Louisville. But Louisville. Yeah, you got it. Louisville. And so um, I get a call from Travel Channel. Hey, we're taking three sheets. We're going to run it for like six weeks and just see how it does. And then I said, what can we do? They go, no, we're just, we're just going to see how it does. We're not going to do anything because we don't need to do any interviews or whatever. Okay, great. So my, 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 my business partner at the time in my events company was my, also my, my publicist, and she was fantastic. We talked about what should we do and whatever. And so we said, you know, a, a buddy of mine owns Maui Brewing Company. Why don't we have the fans go and buy beer and send it to travel as, as a thank you. Mm. And it's just like a thing. It's not even, you know, not even if they want to make a thing out of it, it doesn't need to be, but it's just sort of like, Hey guys, I'm here. Like I'm ha- and I'm happy to be here and I love you. Thank you so much. So, uh, and so br- what they did was they, they brought it to, was it in Maryland? Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. So they, so yeah. they, so they delivered it, the pallets of beer to the lobby of Travel Channel in Maryland. And Bert, on the other side, I didn't know Bert at the, t- at the time, walks through and is like, what's all this beer? Oh, da, 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 Zane Lamprey, whatever it is. Like, take one. So they, he's like walked away with a case or two of, 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 of beer, of amazing, <laughs> expensive beer. And so they, the woman in charge of Travel Channel calls me up. Okay, so she was one that said we're going to take a chance on it. She now calls me up and says, what are you doing? We explicitly said we didn't want to do any promotion. We said we weren't doing any da 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 da. And then you go ahead and do this. And that I go, I'm sorry. First of all, you said you weren't doing anything. You didn't tell me I couldn't do anything. I was just trying to help and just say thank you and buying you guys all this beer. It's like, you know, showing you what the, what the fans are capable of doing. It just seemed like a cool thing, and they canned it. And, and I don't know if I mean, you know, it's just like one of those things. So. But can I just say, can I back up for one? Thank you for the compliment. And we were on a show called that 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 Nat Geo show that could have been something really. And, we were sort of in and, a, and, and in Japan, it was a huge show and a really funny one, show one of the too. Top shows, but it's yeah. a classic example of how executives who run things start to iron out the wrinkles of a show to make it somehow fit some pre some conform it to to to, to what turn American it, they, audiences they turn it want. into vanilla. And they ruined a perfectly good idea and, by the way, a strategy that we had this really bright producer who was a a Brit who was really funny and smart and clever. And he ended up getting fired and they ended up canning the show after a season. But that was a show that was about innovation, technology, uh, engineering, Mm -hmm. math. All the things we find now as something that we talk about daily in our right. lives, right. Mm-hmm. whether you are about Tech Insider or Gizmodo or any blogs you right, read or right, whatever, right. We, we were kind of on the cusp of something right. there. And if they had just stuck with it and stopped with it, yeah. we – you know, yeah, I bleeped myself right there. Yeah, <laughs> let me just wait. Notice, I don't have a beep, so that's what I'm okay. gonna use. Thanks. Um, we had a good time. We had a good time, and the good times continue. Now, who who knew that you? Yes, we're about to be host of the Daily Show. Now you get to be on my podcast. Whoa! You know, it's just like <laughs> if not this, then bigger. If yeah. not this, then bigger. We are door number three. Uh-huh. I, I, we, by the way, and we're not, and we're not like the jalopy car or the ghost. Might be too soon for that. It's, it's too soon. Yeah. It was a couple years ago, but it's too soon. So, hey, uh, Kentucky. Now we're going to talk about Kentucky real quick, and then I, you know, 
Brian hosted a show called How the States Got Their Shapes. And I did not know Brian at the time, but I was so into the show. It was just like all this – it was like – it was like a half an hour of – of 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 sifted through information. You know when you like, you, it, you need to read the entire stereo manual in order to explain it in simple terms. And I felt like that's kind of what the show did. They so they they had everything they could possibly have, mm-hmm. and then made it into a into an easily digestible and delicious show. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's an, it's I'm excited to have Brian on here. You I explained said, it better than History Channel ever <laughs> explained it. So thank you. So, so Brian is, has has combed the entire country and knows so much about cool. it. So, um, I'll tell now the, the deal with the show is you can be Mister Interrupty Pants and jump in whenever you want. Okay, did so, Brian, pick this. Did you pick this? Um, Kentucky, he, yeah, yeah, Louisville. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I did what do you want? He, he goes, I want to do Louisville, and I don't think that's a place, Brian. Lowell. No, Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, why? Well, that's how they say it, Louisville. You ever go in a? You ever go to Kentucky? You ever go in and say Louisville? They will kick you out of the state. You'll be rode out on a rail, as they said. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting because um, you know, and this you'll jump hopefully into this, but like it used to be a part of. It, Kentucky used to be Kentucky County, mm-hmm. a part of Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, it, right. so it was part of the state of Virginia, and then it was the 15th state to enter the Union. Mm-hmm. Go, Brian. Yeah, in the, uh, what, 1870s, early 1870s was statehood for something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything used to be North Carolina, when you think about it, or one of the Carolinas, because the, <laughs> the, the way the lines were drawn on yeah. our map in terms of our longitudes, then our latitudes were like everything just extended out, and it was just Western territory. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, it sort so, of faded away. Yeah. And then, yeah, so these territories sort of coalesce. But Kentucky's interesting because it started – you know, Ohio and Kentucky are sort of companions in, in the story of America and the Republic. But it's like they, 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 were, they were beyond the Appalachian Mountains. Mm-hmm. And again, Hess, if you say Appalachian – you're, you're shit out of What did you say? What were you going to say? He was going to say Appalachian. Were you going to say Appalachian with Appala- hard A's? Appalachian. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a horse or something. Uh, uh, Appalachian. Uh, uh, but the Appalachian, the mountains were were, were, were these the, filled with coal, and, and this was a coal mining people, and mm-hmm. this is where, where the West Virginia Kentucky accent is comes from the Scots. Was, now, was, now, what does it sound like? The, yeah. the Kentucky accent? Yeah. The Kentucky accent is is more of a northern southern accent. Oh, you're doing it right now. So I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It's good. not like when you go down south and you hear like a oh my gosh, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's it's a little it's more like, of a lilt. It's, it's, it's subtle. Just a it's a very subtle lilt. It's yeah. a, you'll hear it in a lot of our our uh, if you go to if, a lot of congressmen have like a the, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. right. <laughs> Downtown, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm behind President Trump all the way. Kentucky I think it, draw. It's a little bit of a draw. But there's a tremendous amount a, of, of politicians, by the way, that are from Kentucky. They, that was a fact that I, I found. Well, they're they're part of the the, the Trump leg. You know, it's soon to be legacy. Yeah, maybe. But um, <laughs> let's not Can get political. Can it come But, I, but, but it's Scots Irish. To be honest, is the accent. Mm. It's Got not. It's uh, because they were the ones who populated the. That, that region and West Virginia into Kentucky. But Kentucky became, I think, most famous for Daniel Boone. Yeah. And, and, and when you stand in those mountains – and you listen. Every state is pretty. Hess, just open the wrapper. If you yeah, can slow I, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a dad scolding a kid in the backseat of the car. 
<laughs> you know, you're driving me like, crazy with that. Just open it. He's like that. I was trying to close it so that I can put it away. I just had a flashback to being at Baptist Bible School for a moment. Just open the candy. <laughs> when, when Are I, you done, Brian? When, okay, good. When I was on my first day of of um, what was it, just uh, what is it called? Our, uh, show, showdown of the Incredibles. Showdown of the um, Unratables. Unratables. Unairables. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're talking is is Brian the producer and, and me and so and and I'm just sort of in awe. Of this you know, not, and not because he's so much older than me. <laughs> or, more, or, or more experienced, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's like, we're talking, and he's like, you know, I'm sorry, guys, I got I to peel off for a second. I'm about to, I'm bidding on a horse called Smoky Sand Badger, and he and he takes off, and he like just goes up. He's on the phone. I'm like, how can I, how can I compete with this guy? How can he? He comes up with these these things. I got to peel off. I'm bidding on a horse called Smoky Sand Badger. Like, how does he even come? Was that how a does, true story? How does his brain work? Smoky Sand Badger, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I've told it, because I've told it a hundred times. I'm like, I did win. And so he peels off. I'm like, how does he come up with these? Because I thought he was just like making a joke. He was just going to, you know, t- take a call from his mom or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I got to peel away for a second. I take, I'm bidding on a horse called Smoky Sand Badger. I'm like, this guy, I can't, I can't compete against this guy. I was shocked that Zane didn't know the Sand Badger line out of Texas. There's a line of quarter horses that can so, just run faster, cut anything, so can hurt cattle. Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. And, and now he's in my backyard. Little as little literally is. And I literally, I had no idea he was being serious. I thought he was coming up with a funny thing. I'm like, like this guy, I cannot. This, I, I can't do it. I can't. I, I quit. <laughs> I was firing myself right there. And so you, and so you have you love horses. You have horses. I do. And so Louisville has to has to have a special place in your heart because of that. I would imagine it does. You know, there's so, it's a different discipline. It's the world of thoroughbreds. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not really into racing, but what is it called that you do? It's raining. Like, Ringing, raining, raining, raining. R e i n i n g. It is impressive. It's like having a horse like walk three steps to the side, jump, spin around, take off its hat, do a curtsy, and like. I mean, literally. I mean, it's like tells a joke. Tells a joke. Tells a joke. Changes a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Raining is like uh, raining is a sport that involves a series of. Maneuvers you ride in front of judges, and it involves the most famous element of reining is the slide stop. So it's a full gallop from yeah. one end of the arena to the other. You pull the horse down into a stop, and you see how far you can slide through the turf. Not the turf, but the sand and the dirt. Yeah. So you're getting about a 25-foot slide, and then you pull the horse back. It sucks back, and you do what's called a rollback. So the, the horse then almost in the same spot that it stopped, turns around and runs the, the, the other direction. Huh. And so you do that, you slide stop about three or four times. But is, you also it, spin is, and you is, do is a bunch it predetermined? Oh, I think you were telling me this. It, you get it... You get it bef- like the day of you the right before you go into the arena. You're given a pattern, and there are twelve right before you go into, by the okay, National okay. Reining Horses. So the horse oh, wow. you, you haven't been, you, you can't run it through. But you you have they're the same twelve patterns. Got you, it. You'll, you'll never and so you commit them to memory as well, the years you, go on. And well, then, as your horse does, but now you have, to, you have to communicate that to the horse. That's correct. Okay. The horse doesn't know what pattern it is, but the horses are so well tuned that they kind of. You know, listen. These are very sensitive creatures. They yeah. they work off of pressure. Also, so do so do uh, thoroughbreds. But 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 and you transmit everything to the horse. So as you can imagine a horse feels a fly on it, and takes its tail and and hits itself yeah. to get the fly off. So imagine what it feels like to have a human on its back, right? Who's who's <laughs> kicking it and spurring it yeah. and doing and pulling on its mouth yeah. with a bit in it. So yeah. you're 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 riding. 
it's almost like driving a really, really, really well-tuned sports car. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're driving sometime on a windy road and you just look and the car kind of goes in that direction. Right, right. Your body transmits all kinds of energies and yeah. signals. But you are controlling a horse. And, and really the judges are are awarding or deducting points horse based power. on... What happened? Now I'm, horsepower. 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 Yeah, exactly. Sorry. It's all about horses, too. <laughs> um, and have you seen... I mean, never mind. But the... the, the <laughs> If you're not impressed with the horse, let me yeah. show you that. But anyway, they, 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 they deduct points based on how the horse is being willful. So you, you, you can't let the horse be willful or make a decision by itself. I think you're misinterpreting oh, wow. my – I was impressed. How do you remember 12 things? Well, you write <laughs> – let me tell you something. You write, you write it down on your hand or a saddle? Someone just reminded me I, in one day, competing up in Raining by the Bay – near San Francisco, in one day, rode into the arena and forgot four times in one day what the pattern was while I was riding and got zeroed on everything. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And it's expensive. You, you know, you, yeah. have to, do, you have to do, trailer your horse up there. Do you have to write put, it down? You, can you have a crib sheet? You, no, you, you ride through the patterns just to memory, but I just... And the moment you ride off pattern, it's kind of unsafe too, right? Like if you're not uh, guiding the horse in the not right really. Pattern. No, make it dangerous. I, make it dangerous. Okay, it, you, you wouldn't you believe because uh, you're doing it on the side of the, an edge of a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Did I, 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 like, I mention this? Did so I tell wait, you about uh, that? So yeah. wait, like all the these, these patterns, if they're twelve patterns, guess. you know, pattern one is this, pattern two is that's this. that's right. So why don't you just say we're doing five, four, and six, and then that's how you kind of come. Well, yeah, but you got to do twelve different times: five, four, six. Seven, twelve, oh, and twelve nine. different times. No, yeah. you just you're assigned like this ride will be pattern five, and you okay. have to memorize that pattern. That oh, pattern would be got it. Okay. So you have to know that pattern. But oh, for so, some so reason, in the, in the industry, there's twelve, 12 patterns, twelve established got patterns. It. I thought you had twelve different moves, but still, yeah. that's just a difficult. No, and they're all slightly different. So right. they're all so one can involve a run in from outside and you run into the arena galloping all the way in and pull the horse. Then you back the horse up 15 feet, hold, spin right four times, spin left four times, wow. spin four and a quarter times, hold in front of the judge. Then on your left lead, take up, you know, go, go do right circles, do left circles. You mean, so you're doing it. And, and then that's one pattern. This is all involved in a pattern. Each pattern's about four and a half minutes. When you long. messed wow. up your pattern, you forgot Sweet. it. Like, were you tempted to just go and just do something weird? <laughs> like, yeah! And just like, you go, this is my time. I got, I got, I got a minute. I'm going to use my minute. Uh, no, you are so in a shame spiral. That, yeah. That, that, that <laughs> you, you are so embarrassed because your trainer is on the fence looking oh at you. Oh, my God. And they just, they basically, they take their hat off. Do they, they turn around? And they, they turn around hand. and they walk away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're getting zeros. Like, there's no help I can you do idiot. here. You idiot. <laughs> you you came idiot. all the way up here and you forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but you know, so you you you. It's about focus and and you know, your mental fitness is 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 as much your athletic mm-hmm. ability so have, to hold control the horse. Have you seen? Have you been to the um, to Churchill Downs? Have you have you been? To I the did, Kentucky and I, I also went to Keeneland when I was in Kentucky, which. The great thing about Louisville is that it's so close to Lexington. And so you're at the cradle of horse racing. Mm-hmm. The, the, the uh, William Whitley estate is near Lexington. What, what is that? That is where our first American horse race happened. Got it. And it's a, it's a historical okay. site. The, it's beautifully preserved. This was a Brit who came over here 
He was so pissed off at the British that the way he got back at the British was that he made the horses run counterclockwise instead of clockwise, which is what they do in England to this day. Got it. But the first – the hill above his estate, you can you can look and you can still see just the, the topography of the land uh, where, where the where first was. race was. Oh, that's and so, so cool. this was where people would come and bet – and 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 drink and eat and it was just a full day and it's just beautiful because you know they talk about the hills of Kentucky and the bluegrass and all of that it's real it's so lush there that everything has the green is looks blue almost and yeah. it is really really spectacular that's a good segue into calling it the bluegrass state so just just a little on on uh, on Kentucky and that is because the buds um in the spring are blue and so it gives that a sort of a blue tinge. So not during the summer, of course, it's not going to be like that. Sir, for a week during the during the spring, it is actually it, blue. it, it is bluegrass. Huh. That's um, actually something I didn't know. So, hmm. You're about to be you're about to be schooled. <laughs> um, the the world's longest cave system is also in Kentucky. That's Mammoth mm. Cave National Park. Yeah, National right. Park. Mm-hmm. Um, the state has the most navigable uh, freshwater waterways more than any other state. And they're known for KFC. They're known for fried chicken, and I think I think there's a style to an actually Kentucky fried chicken. Uh, and of course, I'm a they, colonel. Well, now what does that mean? I've been. I'm a colonel. You've been. He's an actual colonel. You've been colonelized. Yes. How do you do that? Like I mean, wait, wait. The, the, it's like the knighthood. I know it might. It's not. No, no. Use chicken. I don't think it's military. It's a Kentucky it's, thing. I think it's corn. I think he's actually. It's a Kentucky corn. thing. They Kentucky all corn. get together and they decide whether you get awarded this title. In, in and some, I am, I'm an official colonel of, of oh, Kentucky. Wow. Did you? Do you have? Did you bring that paperwork with you? Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't, don't, don't have it with me. But you do have it. Of course, I do. In order to keep this. Uh, keep that on this podcast. We're going to need proof. Okay. Um, and so they also have the Kentucky Derby held uh, annually at Churchill Downs in Louisville, and that's—I mean—that's just a—that's a crazy week, basically, mm-hmm. uh, where the Holiday Inn Express goes for about five hundred dollars. <laughs> it literally is like <laughs> totally. you, you can try to book it two years in advance, but yeah. it's still going to be five hundred bucks. So, um, so then moving on. So the, the, this episode is about Louisville, and you were you were talking about your sort of, uh, I guess appreciation for the city and, and, and just talking about how you felt like it was un- underrated. I think it was. I, I, it's so genteel, and at the same time, it's so modern. And I think there's a tendency to write off Kentucky, first of all, as a kind of backwoods place. Um, it's not. Louisville is really um, burgeoning great art scene. Great, It's got all the elements. It's got great food, but it has its own unique character in the people who, who, who populate the city. And they are very genteel. They're very polite in a very southern way. Mm-hmm. But they have a very northern sensibility. And I found that interesting. Is it a very religious um, town? Uh, I would – it's a little north of the Bible Belt, but it is still part of – you know – it's still surrounded by what I would say probably a pretty rich evangelical faith in yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just like say, you know, when you're in Nashville, you can you could probably have sex with a hooker and get really drunk, but if you just walked out of town 20 miles, you'd be in like you know rattlesnakes in a church. Right. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, 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 have, I have a question for Steve on, on that note. Yeah, Steve, uh, Kentucky. Uh, yeah. And so in the Civil War, part of mm-hmm. the Union or the Confederacy. Uh, it's a, it's a t- it, by the way it is a tough question 
And I, I'd have to say Confederacy. Yeah, weren't they part of Virginia? You know, you well. I mean, you, you you want to think that they're part of the South, but they're part of the. They were the Union. It was the. It was the. It was the stronghold. They did fight for mm. the Confederacy. They fought for the really. Yeah, they did, but there weren't. It wasn't research. a clear. Were you there? Because my research didn't. I do was that. there. <laughs> so, you, so you're so, <laughs> no, so, so. No, they did fight for the Confederacy. If I'm wrong on this, um, I think you're. Right. I, I don't think I am. Look, Erica, look it up. Okay. I believe though they had a very northern lean to them though, and and but you're, you have to understand like you know well, you can't lean. You're either north or south. I, Here's what happened: the, it, it it was it was part of the Union, so it was part of the North during the war. But after the war, so many people from the South settled there that it's, that they said it became a Confederate city after the war. Huh, that's interesting. But I think they did fight for the Confederacy. It says in Wikipedia hmm. that it was a major stronghold of the Union. Of the Union of the North. Mm-hmm. So, but but it, it was it was the line. What are we? Are, you guys, are we finding conflicting information? Is that Wikipedia? I'll, I'll read, I'll that read you what fake, I, I here's what news. I read. It's okay. Fakeopedia. <laughs> Kentucky officially declared its neutrality at the beginning. Oh, of that, the that, war. That, that, oh, okay. That's bullshit. See, <laughs> at the beginning of the war, um, right? But after a failed attempt by Confederate General Leonidas Polk. Yeah. To take the state of Kentucky for the Confederacy, the legislator um, uh, uh, petitioned the Union Army for assistance. So it was so a Union. It was a Union. Okay, but that, but it's confusing because it, it became under the Union control. So if so, in, in, in the, in the war was uh, sixty-two to sixty-five or whatever, eighteen sixty-two. So so, but the, the, the catch is is that you think of it as a th- Southern state. Yep. They even have they even have the accent, and you, and you think of Kentucky like um, who was the one talking about Ashley Judd. So she's from there, and and everyone just assumed that she was from the South. But technically, Kentucky's not the South. If if you're if you're saying it, what is it, Mason Dixon? Well, if you're saying it like that, then I think it's considered part of. The I think North. we go by sort of the Missouri Compromise. I think we look at Southern states that were able to hold slaves south of that parallel in Missouri that right. split it in half. Those were the Southern states that fought for the Confederacy. Can we go to? Can we just go to Steve on this and get so, a tiebreaker? See, <laughs> but but I think you're right. Dude, I'm, I'm going Union. It wow. Is, okay. I'm gonna, I believe you guys. I'm, I'm totally wrong on this. I wasn't there, um, so this is my research. Listen, my job was not to really – I mean, it was for the History Channel, but I didn't really get involved in the Civil War, okay? It was really just, you, you know, know, I, I, you eat know a lot of good food. Uh, I wasn't there that day. Go see horsies. Go see the ponies. So, And then have my producers write the shit up, and I'd read it. I read amazingly. Uh, who wrote that, that Sand Badger joke? Because that was fantastic. So, so again, pronounce L- Louisville. Mm-hmm. Which again put, puts it in a southern sort of draw. You're almost there, Louisville. Louisville. Um, so I grew up in southern Ohio. So I. Oh we, my God! So you you were right there. We I grew up on the the river system that is the the a tributary of the Ohio River called the Little Miami River. That's okay. In southern Ohio, my, like Miami of Ohio is there. That's right. Okay. Well, that's in Oxford, but it's all based on the Miami Oxford of tribe, England. Oxford of the Indians. US. <laughs> it's all confusing. Um, and my they, dad's they ran from, out of names. My dad's from southern Indiana, down on the border. All of us are sort of all come from the Ohio River. That serves that that forms the northern border of Kentucky. Right. Which, so, you, so, so you were right there. So I was right there, and we would often go across. In fact, Cincinnati's airport is in Florence, Kentucky, as you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't? No. <laughs> no. Yes, anyway. of, of course I did. That sounds a, like a loophole. Yes, yeah. Cincinnati's <laughs> airport is not in Kentucky. <laughs> but you, we would cross the water, cross the bridge into Kentucky, and, and you go to Lexington, or you go to Louisville, and I don't know. Or, that's interesting. But the, they're all part the of. Cin- 
is it the Cincinnati airport or is it not? It's the greater Cincinnati airport <laughs> it's, it's, and it's, it's in Kentucky. Florence, Kentucky. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so it's on the Ohio River, as you, as you pointed out. Um, and it had the um, – there, there were falls there. And so it was the furthest you could go up before they dammed it off. It was the furthest you could go at the time. And that's why people settled in Louisville. Yeah. Well, Louisville. Louisville. In, in Louisville. Good. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Which which part? Before they built the locks and dam system. <laughs> they were probably screwed by floods pretty much regularly. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure they the were. The whole place. I mean, there's a, there's a part of Illinois that is also part of the Kentucky's old, 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 old first border, I believe it was called. Um, I want to say, uh, oh, God, I can't remember. But the Ohio River flooded so often it just cut the land off from the state. They just brought it in and made it part of Kentucky. It was um, ni- – so 1937, in, in January of that year, they, they got 19 inches of rain in January. In one month, the river was 57 feet above normal, 30 feet above the flood level. And so this is a visual that no one at home can appreciate. But that tree right there – is is about uh, seventy feet, so that is about the height and of, everyone, the of of the flooding of the river, oh, yeah. of how high it went. So seventy percent of the city was below Incredible. below below water at that wow. time. Um, and they also had in nineteen seventy four an F four tornado came through, destroyed hundreds of homes, killed two people. I was in that tornado. In you fact, had, my actually, mother. No, wait. You yeah, <laughs> my mother. Uh, on April 3rd, 1974, yeah. my mom... Erica's birthday. This yeah, year sent me an email and said, do you remember where you were when you were nine years old on this day? And I do. It's the... Did you see it? No. I was uh, in Mason, Ohio, huh? down on the sort of southern Ohio, sure. Kentucky border. Uh, no, it was after school. It was around 5.30. And... Uh, it, there has never been a day in American history where so many F4 and F5 tornadoes formed wow. at one time. Oh, that's right. And it was like a swarm hmm. of F5, F4 tornadoes. And I remember I – I wrote my mom back on the email. I said, I remember I was out in front of our house looking up at the sky, which was black. Mm-hmm. And I heard a train rumbling by our house. And we didn't have any ra- railroad tracks near us. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and I saw a house inside, like you did on The Wizard of Oz. I saw a house inside a cloud. Did you? And the moment I went to say something, my father grabbed the nape of my neck and pulled me back, dragged me down this basement steps, and I looked, I looked at the window, which is at ground level, Uh and I was staring at the window, not knowing what was happening, and I saw. Just everything that was outside gone in an instant. In your yard, I looked outside and it was gone. It was like it went it vanished. Like, for example, what? Like our doghouse, our swimming pool, which was above ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our chaise lounge chairs, um, everything, <laughs> the wood pile. Uh, I believe the dog even went by. I'm not. No, Buffy so, was like, still there. Your roof obviously was damaged. We then. we all of the the aluminum siding. Yeah, and that's what we had. Yeah. Was ripped off the side of the house. Rich, rich folk. There were there were. But then when it was only just a few minutes, we came outside and everyone was in their front yard and there were houses just littered all Everywhere. over the street. Roofs and cars were upside down. <laughs> wow, and that's uh, incredible. And that was just. That was the beginning of what was basically a 24-hour so period crazy. of just these f- ferocious staying, tornadoes. Staying in the basement. We just slept in the basement, all you know, and and my school was destroyed. Mason was completely Gosh. wiped off the map. Your hometown was everybody's. Xenia was the, probably the worst hit in Ohio. It was gone. 
completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, so if you look at a map, you'll see that the the, the tornadoes start uh, the route of south yeah. of, of Louisville uh-huh. and work their way up. You know, as the band store bands move east and just kind of just just destroyed everything in their path mm-hmm. for the next twenty four hours. Wow. Yeah, my brother Rick hid in the dugout. He was at baseball practice, I remember. And oh, my we, God. My father had just purchased the day before a brand-new Dodge Dart, uh. and Rick was driving the Dart. And my mom was worried about my brother coming home alive, and yeah. my dad was worried about the, the car. The Dart. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother Rick came out on 6.30, rolling down the street, and the car was brand-new. It was just covered in mud. It oh, was just, yeah. just like you know, like he'd been off-roading with it. And he talked about how they hid underneath the bleachers of the of the baseball field, basically, as the tornado destroyed the high school. They just mm-hmm. saw it just go. And my dad was principal of that high school, too, oh. which was... Wow. So we were out for, like, months and months and months with no school. But anyway, getting back to Kentucky... Wait, wait really? Yeah. No yeah. Power, so, no. so, so school was done for the summer? And oh, you, we and were April? done for months. And then we had to go back and make it up, I remember. We had I, to have, like, it go not, in the summer. That's not fair. What? Uh, no. You had to go to summer school? I think we all had to go into summer school. Um, I'm, I'm sure continue. you. Pay, I'm sure you paid attention really well during summer school. Well, you know, it was a state school. Like a really long spring break. And uh, yeah, you know, had we homeschooled, none of this would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> Brian sounds like a guy that paid attention. I will say, Brian, that. Yeah. Brian did pay attention. Well, when your parents are educators, you have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they beat us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Louisville settled in 1788, became a city in 1780. Uh, in 1803, this is interesting. If you just think about. I think about this and not, don't like 1778, 1780. When you go into 1800s, it just feels not as long ago. Like I think my grandmother was around back then. But like 1803, <laughs> uh, Lewis and Clark set out to find a waterway to the Pacific Ocean in 1803. So that if you've ever listened, um, who's the um, who's the documentary film guy? I'm, I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. Amazing. The guy who makes the best documentary films. On PBS? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll come to me in a second. Yeah, Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. Ken Burns. So Ken Burns has this amazing 25-part uh, series or whatever it is about Lois and Clark. Um, and uh, that? that's, that's, the, that's Terry Hatcher. Lewis and Clark. Thanks. No. Lewis and Lois and? Lewis? I forget. <laughs> yeah. oh, I think one? it's Lewis. Which Lewis one is and Clark. It's not Lois and Clark. It is, you're, Lewis. You're, it is Lewis and Clark. Okay. Um, anyway, so. But it is Lowellville. And it's Lowell, yeah. But anyway, so so just amazing uh, the, to show you. In 1803, they did. They thought that they could take a waterway, the Mississippi, to the Pacific Ocean, and they, you know, they just found their way out there. But they they found things like you know prairie dogs and buffalo, things that people hadn't seen because they hadn't been. People hadn't been out there. There were people that had gone, you know, to the Pacific side, but no one had gone really past that that line. 1803, not that long ago. They thought – who's uh, – Jefferson was president at the time. They thought that it was going to take 100 generations to settle what they had just discovered, right? So they had they made their way out. They made their way back. They lost, one, they lost one guy to appendicitis. Isn't that incredible? And so they thought 100 generations it would take to settle the West. You know mm-hmm. what it took? They, they got it in less than three. Less than three – Every piece of land was was, was, was spoken for. Wow. Well, uh, we're, we're so good at that. We, yeah, we, taking land. <laughs> yeah, taking land. Oh, and, yeah. Like rats. <laughs> yeah, no, um, native to to Kentucky, and I mentioned this earlier. Daniel Boone. When you mm-hmm. we you know he's been sort of romanticized, and and he was a slaveholder, and he was he was probably you know in his private. It's like one of these right. historical figures right. that we've had to sort of reconcile a lot of parts of him but he did bring these conestoga wagons and all the oxen and all the men and the women they walked on foot from 
east of the Appalachian Mountains, looking for a way through, and, and that's where we where we find ourselves in the Cumberland Gap, which is this famous park in Kentucky. And if you ever have a chance to go there, the Cumberland Gap is one of the most just underappreciated park lands in in America. You can stand in the Cumberland Gap and you can basically imagine yourself walking through the mountains as these settlers did to mm-hmm. go west and to start ter- forming territories. But the Cumberland Gap is made from, or at least you see in a perfect symmetry, the largest um, impact zone of an asteroid, which hit Earth and formed a perfect gigantic circle and sphere in the ground. Wow. And that is where Daniel Boone said that way. And all those, all that ox and all those people and the horses and everything went through that way. So the Cumberland Gap is naturally has been there forever before we were ever here. And uh, what, it's pretty cool. And what is it? Is it in the Smoky Mountains? Am I wrong? What, what is the Ash or do you know? Um, the it's Cumberland the, Gap the, is... The, mount, is, the, mountain, is the Smokies mountain? are in... In Tennessee, I want to say, but this is part of the Appalachian Mountains. Right. Oh, so it's Appalachian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's really beautiful. Yeah. You can go there, and it's not very developed uh, at all. By that mean, there are plenty of places you can get food poisoning. Oh, right. So <laughs> Which I did. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. And I'll it? tell what, you something. If this? you've ever shit in the Cumberland Gap, <laughs> call me because I we can compare notes. <laughs> well, da- well, Daniel Boone did. You wipe your ass with a rock. That's good. As a TV host, and you're there with a whole crew from History oh, Channel. Oh, you were. Oh, you were hosting. What were you hosting? You, uh, how the states got their shapes. Yeah. And I'm standing in the Cumberland Gap. Uh, you know, and I'm wiping, talking to, wiping, wiping your Cumberland. I was just Gap? talking to camera, doing stuff, <laughs> doing TV stuff, talking. I was going to be on TV. And I hear the gurgle, the telltale gurgle of my intestine just going like, and it was the salmon I'd had on a cedar plank the night before in uh, Middlesbrough, Kentucky, which might be the biggest shithole in America, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Trump is not the only guy who gets to use the word shithole. I do too. (laughs) And and I remember I was gurgling and I had to, uh, I said to Thomas, our DP, I'm going to be right back. And there is nowhere to take it down. Right. Nowhere to go to the bathroom. Oh my god! And you, by the way, are you in like some makeup? And like you, you're, you have sound on. Your, your mic is on, and you're just saying, like, "Thank you for appreciating yeah. this." I am, <laughs> I am attired. Steve. I am attired in the most expensive flannel shirt I have. <laughs> my jeans fit perfectly. My Timberlands are looking fucking great. My makeup. I'm powdered within an inch of my life. My hair looks good, and I am squatting in the woods in the Cumberland Gap, taking a dump. <laughs> and I just think, what if someone had seen barely me? barely made it. I, 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 it was explosive in the Cumberland Gap. And I, <laughs> when you say Cumberland Gap, <laughs> 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 uh, so it was the second explosion in the Cumberland Gap. It was, Gap. It was okay. and I just thought, can we shoot this? Because this is what they did. <laughs> Let's, I mean, we're here for realism. So, so you bounced back that's and you some, went you, you went, you went back into the camera? You had I to? went back and I told everyone what I had just done. We can't shoot over there. Do not go, <laughs> <laughs> do not go in there. By the way. Which I, is guys, where that line originated. I, I, was just over, I was just over there about 50 yards. <laughs> the most beautiful view you've ever seen. Don't go over there. <laughs> I believe Daniel Boone was the first guy to go, don't go in there. Yeah, that's why it was called yeah. the, the Cumberland Gap. <laughs> Um, um, but, uh, yeah, in, in, in that place was, um, <laughs> Middlesbrough is, and I'm sure it's, it's changed in a few years since, since I've been there, but I remember for, for all of our listeners that are there, 
It's a dry yeah. county, and we, oh, no, okay, zero. Right, and we had to go through a tunnel to Tennessee to get booze at a gas station and bring it back, I remember, which was widely illegal. We stayed in the Holiday Inn Express, and the internet was even like, um, I'm not sure we have, uh, we have an internet, and I'm sure it should be working. So I go up, it's not working. Yeah, of course not. And I, I, I said, we're, we're, I have the weakest signal. I can't even, and I'm, I'm like, I, I want to be polite because I'm, I'm the host of yeah. this show and I want to, don't want them to say History Channel. They're, you know, com- comprised a bunch of assholes. But I, it's like, I look up in my ceiling above my, um, right outside my hotel room door in the hallway and I can see the, the router. And I, and I ended up ripping out the fiberglass. After I'd been drinking, of course, <laughs> yeah. fiberglass panels, ripping out the router, oh <laughs> trying to fix the router, and ended up breaking the whole thing. So it's just hanging by wires outside my door. <laughs> anyway, so go how, to the Cumberland so, Gap. How do you, how do you shed, know it was, how do you know use it was me? Use the internet. Have a good time. That's get your amazing. booze in Tennessee and bring That's it back. <laughs> we, uh, well, God, Steve, Steve, you, now we went there. We've been to Kentucky mm-hmm. twice. That was yeah. the first episode of Three yeah. Sheets that, that Steve was Where'd ever in. Where did you go? Well, the first episode, we went to, um, I, I forgot the name of this, the Bourbon Bistro. And anyway, there's some things that the, that the sound guy hears that I probably can't talk about. But anyway, um, oh. you know, when everyone's, whenever, you know, we always remember we're mic'd up, right? Yeah. Some people don't remember when they're mic- mic'd up and they go into the bathroom because they need to get a little bit of energy sure you know yeah <laughs> yeah got it um but, nickel. Yeah. <laughs> nickel, exactly but uh we went to so we ended up at a place called the sherwood inn sherwood it had to be in sherwood kentucky i don't remember i don't i don't know but we went there no, it's in new haven new haven kentucky. okay new haven kentucky and so steve is there we did a scene it was hilarious we got guys on the banjos in the background we got a guy that's talking to us he's got one tooth i mean why got one tooth and he's like he's oh. like you can't understand from the famous moonshiner's uncle or something. Yes, mm-hmm. something like that. So, and so he, we couldn't understand a word he said, which is amazing. And I say the most foreign country I've ever been to was Kentucky. But the um, <laughs> we start drinking whatever, and so uh, Mike, the producer, is like, "Hey, man, this is a great scene. We got it." I go, "No, no, no, no. This is the first time Steve's been on the show. I've been talking about him for a year." You gotta, you gotta see what this guy can do. Like, no, we're not done. So I just, as a, I, I took these. Um, Shots and I poured all these different shots. Like uh, I remember McKenna. What was what's the McKenna whiskey, Steve? You know, Pappy- uh, it's uh, Henry Henry McKenna is like yeah, a ten year old. Yeah, so so Pappy Van Winkle and Johnny and uh, and um, you know uh, yeah, Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels, whatever. And I lined uh, them all up. And I go, Steve, I want you to taste these and tell me what tell me what they are. But make sure on TV you got to drink the whole thing because you, you know it's TV you can't tell. And I was just trying to get Steve lit, and so um, he did it. And and he was you know he was wrong about all of them. I think I said he was right, whatever. But now now he's lit, right? And I maybe oh I did, maybe I, maybe I did it with him. So we thought it was ever. we thought it was a good idea. Oh, you were at my forty first birthday party, so like we thought we, we thought it was a good idea to go streaking January, go streaking around the bar and just it was our, like zero outside. Yeah, zero at night and just our boots. So now the whole. Bar moved out to the to the to the balcony or the, the front porch to watch this happen. It's in the show. It, the whole thing's in the show. And so we're, they put little you know little monkeys. My monkey was bigger over you know like like you know just a tracking shot of. Oh yeah. So we, we do we do one lap around and and I'm running rounding home base. You know going around and Zane's like let's do another lap and I'm rounding home base and I hear someone yeah shout out 
It looks like a snail with a hard hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, we better keep running. Oh, my God. Here we were trying to expose how back how backwards these people were and we go and do something stupid like we're just joking. they're like all civilized we're the ones running around naked, naked. in the winter that's so much fun though we were dancing they had the banjos going we were like stuffing 20 dollar bills down a hole in the floor or we never figured that one out hmm. um so oh. so hey in, in january 2003 uh louisville went from the 67th largest city in the country to the 16th huh. overnight huh. in one night. What? Fact. Hmm? How did that happen? Yeah, it must have been Kentucky Derby related. No, it was bourbon it, related. It, it merged with the Jefferson County. It, mm. So the greater mm. area merged with Jefferson County, okay. nearly tripling the population of the city. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so weather-wise, humid subtropical climate know, with four distinct seasons. I don't know how we can use subtropical. It's know. hot as shit there. In the, yeah, in the summer. Too, yeah. In the winter... My, my my heat didn't work in a, my in my, my motel. Yeah. Four, That's what makes the uh, the bourbon so good is the cold winters, the hot summers, and the pristine right. limestone water. He's right. In fact, I think cool. the, it's why the bourbon is so good and our tornadoes are so 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 strong. So violent. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, because you, that humidity fuels all these storm cells. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have terror. They have mm-hmm. crazy weather there, but it's, it's it is very like. There's that word moist. Yeah, it's very moist. Moist, mm-hmm. moiled. Mm-hmm. You know, the, in uh, in the Caribbean, if you ha- have like a rum and you're going to age it for ten years, you got to switch barrels after about five mm-hmm. because the barrels will rot. That's where most most of the most of the rum you get in you know aged is going to be five, ten years, and it doesn't really get much older than that. But in Kentucky, also like in uh, in Scotland, cold winters, hot hot summers there's a lot more give and take and so the barrels can last longer it takes longer for the flavor of the barrel to impart into the liquid you know i mean if you think about why why a barrel and it's funny that we we drink bourbon we want that oaky taste and we've just conditioned ourselves into thinking that it tastes the way that it tastes because that's what that's the best but in fact like back then you know when they had what clay pots right and they had mm-hmm. they had wood barrels and to make a wood barrel you need to have a cooper that would burn the inside of the, of, of the barrel that was you know the wet wood so that it could it could turn and then they put the, the rings on it whatever so they had to they built a little fire in the inside and then they would build the barrel around they still do and so because of that the inside of the barrel is sort of is scorched and that, when you pour this white liquor into it, mm. it takes on the color and the flavor of the barrel. And the longer you age it, you know, and, and, and so it's one of those things like rarer, older, and older, rarer things that make it more expensive. And so now we think that like one that's 25 tastes better than a 10 or a 5. But in fact, it's just it, we've conditioned ourselves to think that that's what tastes, yeah, what tastes I, better. Well, better is relative because, you know, everyone's taste profile is different. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, when we were on the Bourbon Trail and we were shooting down there and we, we visited all of the, the distilleries, but we, I spent the day with the, uh, Kentucky's first uh, woman distiller, master distiller. First woman. That's cool. It's mostly mm-hmm. been men. The whole, I mean, it's been all men yeah. up until now. Marion Barnes? Is that what you're talking about? That's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 First Just female it, distiller. First master distiller cool. in Kentucky yeah. is a woman. Are, uh, we, are we jumping into Steve? Steve, did you... Do you want to go? Let's do that. Hold on. Let me bring in Steve's segment right here. Everybody's got a buddy like Steve. Yeah, I was kind of falling asleep, and now we're talking about bourbon. I'm just all in Back in it, right? Boom. Yeah. 
What you- I mean, we'll jump, we'll jump right into the bourbon trail. Uh, it's a nine historic distilleries. You go, it's like an hour. You, we were talking about this before, Zane. You were saying, you know, some people think you can do the bourbon trail in one day, but it's a Yeah, but Steve, here's my, here's my question. The, the bourbon trail is actually different distilleries. When we were there, we went around to like what you, we could basically walk. So there was a walking yeah. tour of bars to have bourbon in, in, in Louisville. And then there mm-hmm. was a distillery tour. You old, found her name. Old Taylor. A, old Taylor. Marion Barnes was, was a distiller old there. Old Taylor. So, oh, so, so, Steve, what did you find? I, I guess I'm confused. Well, I, the, the distilleries are the ones you stop. You get a stamp on your, on your little book, your little uh, bourbon don't, don't trail say, book. Don't say little book. Don't don't your, well your big book my I book don't know. my book you just say book, your book. yeah 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 it's very important to some people to get that stamp yeah but uh, you know don't plan on doing it in one day I mean some of the yeah. some of them are like seventy miles apart so it's not like it's not like a pub crawl well there, so there's two there's two tour companies there's the mint julep julep experience and then there's mint julep tours and they're both like these companies that give tours of you know, that, that experience. And it includes lunch. And I think they, I think it's limited to like maybe, you know, three, four, five, you know, probably four, four or five different places, but it seems yeah. seemed kind of a neat way to do it. What do you, what do you, yeah. um, so talk to me about the mint julep. Uh, the mint julep is, I mean, that's the official drink of the Kentucky Derby, first of all. And it's kind of uh, kind of a Louisville drink. You go there, I mean, pretty much when you walk into a place and ask for a drink, they give you a mint julep. They give you bourbon. They give you mint. When's ever, you when when has anyone ever walked in and said to the bartender, give me a drink? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me you know? or like, a drink. It's like, you know when you walk in, you're like, in, in the movies, they're like, yeah, I'll just take a beer. Yeah, having been a bartender, I'd be like, I can't. No, what? What? There was a. That's a sour note, you know. You hear in a lot of movies and shit. There's there's a show called Imposters on Bravo. I mm-hmm. think it is, mm-hmm. and the guy walks into the bar and he's like, "Give me whiskey and uh, keep the bottle near." <laughs> Wait, in this day and age? <laughs> yeah, and um, it's like I, and I, I legally can't do that, sir. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And she and it's like a little town. Yeah, and it's just like. I mean, it just was like no one would fucking ever right. say that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the bottle. Keep the no, how about, the, how about well, they just go leave the bottle? And yeah, they just like, right. they get the bottle in one hand and the glass in yeah. the other. Like, what is it, the, the honor enough, system or something? I, I saw that the mint julep's origins are actually based in the in the uh, Arab world. That's what it says. Huh. It says that the uh, their Arab drink called the Julab, J-U-L-A-B, was made with water and rose petals. And that's kind of you know the early descendants of descendants of how the uh, how the drink came about. I'm, but I'm, it was uh, what are you talking about? Sorry, the I thought history I could, of the mint I julep. I, I thought I could take the a bite of, bite of my bar here and not have it go the off the rails. Mint julep is is bourbon, sugar, and whiskey. Yeah, the, the julep is rose rose petal and water. Yeah. What's the This is kind of how it's, uh, it was, what it, I'd call it the Arab descendant of the mint julep. Right? <laughs> no, 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 some mint in no there. come on. Come on. That so, doesn't make any sense. I know. There was actually a guy, there was a, there was a guy in Virginia, the first written record of the mint julep was a guy in Virginia, was not in actually Kentucky, who said that yeah. he would sit by the, by, in the morning to have a sip from his, um, his mint and and whiskey julep or whatever sugar. whatever it is yeah and sugar whatever it is so I don't understand how how we're, we're going I, I don't know was there hey, something I'm else in what, what, 
I'm just trying to confuse it. I know, but it's like rose petal and water. How does that compare to it's like saying, yeah, you know, bologna, bologna was actually the, the predecessor of cheese. <laughs> well, they, so bourbon came about. Um, one, one interesting thing I saw was, you know, the early settlers in Kentucky would have to take their, their grains and their corn like over the Appalachian Trail Pass, and it was dangerous. And time consuming, and you know, some of them would get raided or lose their loads or whatever. So they, they part of what, part what were they of what doing? Got them to uh, to to fix that was they would you know distill the corn and distill the the grain and mm-hmm. make alcohol, and it was easier to transport. Okay. So uh, by the They'd way, put I, it on a boat. So, I, so okay, I read the same article. That doesn't make any sense to me. They were having a tr- having trouble transporting corn. Bless you. Thank you. They were having trouble transporting. Doesn't take. Thank you. They were having. They were having. Glass is easier. No, they were having trouble transporting corn, so they turned it into whiskey, which made it easier. What does? What is yeah, that? Yeah, I, I didn't really buy it either. But okay, it doesn't make know. any sense. Well, no. then, then what do you? Then you reconstitute it into corn when you get to where you're going. Yeah, something like that. It's just all a big rigmarole. <laughs> or they, or they just anyway, use it to drink or something. Or, and they, they say there's a, there's a feud about who invented bourbon between Elijah Craig and Jacob Spears. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, what about I Whitney Smith? I'm just kidding. I, mean, what about, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I don't, I don't know who I believe. I, f- I feel like I like the name Jacob Spears a little better, so I'm going to go with that guy. Cool. All right. But also, and it's also disputed. It's also. Spears. What happened? Porn actor, Jake Spears. Jake Spears. Anyway. They call him the Love great conspiracy. Um, you know, another uh, interesting fact, there's 120,000 mint juleps that are served at the Kentucky Derby. At Kentucky Oaks, day one, and Kentucky Derby, day two yeah, at Churchill I, again, Downs. So, so, by the way, I'm, I'm not disputing that that fact because I, I, I found that too. And I just feel like it's difficult to sort of – I don't know what it means – you know what I mean? Like, like well, they have their own mix. They use old forest, old forester bourbon. I'd rather know. I'd rather like to know how many bottles are consumed. And is that ten thousand? And is that act- ten thousand bottles? Okay, so is that actually at Churchill Downs? Because the city is yes. also a party too, where people who can't make it in go, you know, and hang out. So, Brian, oh, Brian, so it's probably didn't get in. Brian just went to a bar and watched it on the TV. What's your favorite bar in Kentucky, Brian? Um, there's a place called. Um, it's in the basement of the museum hotel. It's in the basement. The lobby of the museum hotel in Louisville um, is just fantastic. I think we went there. I think is it place that really has, nice. Is it possible that it has more bourbons on than, Very any, much than so. any other? It has like 130 different uh-huh. kinds of bourbons? Yeah. yeah I, uh-huh. think, I think you know, it's, it's like a nice place. place. Really 70s nice place. vibe. A lot of people wearing seersucker. Do we yeah. know what it's called? Yeah. The basement lobby bar. I got it. Yeah. Sorry. The the hotel is called the Museum Hotel because it is a museum and a hotel. Yeah. And in the lobby of that there is a really nice restaurant. It feels very very like it was filled with like guys literally wearing seersucker jackets. Were you? Mm-hmm. And and like, were, were you wearing one? No, I was wearing uh, shit stained boots and like a giant <laughs> oh, brown, wait, brown circle on the back were, of my wait, pants. You were wearing um, your, 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 skid, <laughs> your skid stained jeans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was really just a just a and and it's a town where 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 strangers talk to you and everyone is having. A I did great find time. that. I did find it was I really nice. And it's also a very green city a lot of like trails and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um so i had these steve are you done 
Oh, yeah, I'm done. Okay, okay. Good I'm job, sorry. Steve. Thank you, Steve. I found Good some job. interesting Steve. facts, and, and I guess these are things I couldn't turn into... Um, Trivia? Trivia? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Actually, I just found what I'm going to. Um, so they have the Louisville Slugger Museum, which was started by a German immigrant whose son played baseball, and then ba- he was going to watch his son play. He wasn't into baseball, but his son was semi-pro, and the bats were breaking all the time, so he decided he could make one out of ash, which was harder, and then th- that became the... Like the nickname was the Louisville Slugger, and it looked a lot. Erica, can you grab that Louisville Slugger so we can show Brian that I have one here? Um, <laughs> Brian, it's right here. Nice. Yeah, yeah, there it is. You know, I got my pink one too, oh, right here. Does? He wants to see that my name is on it. Oh, you do. Because Steve and I had a competition at the the stadium there. We had we got pitched to from the the minor league pitcher and see who could uh, hit you know hit the most off of him. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that it was fun. Made it was fun for yeah. you. Yeah. Zane's usually the catcher. So nice you, you can go to the uh, the museum <laughs> and you can get that made. So that's not like that, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of a fun thing to have to get your name put on a Louisville Slugger. It actually feels real nice. Who do you want to hit? Huh? Who do you want to hit? I don't know. I kind of want to hit a ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Not um, a person like you wanted to. So there's a, there's a park uh, project right now to um, – they're gonna. They're planning this 110 mile bike and pedestrian trail, which will circle the city of Louisville, um, and then use the trail to connect many of the city's existing parks and future parks. It's 110 miles long. I thought that was kind of interesting. So they started in two, 2005, I think, and then it plans for making about 4,000 acres of parks. I, I would great. move there. Yeah, I would move to Kentucky if I. Could I bet the dollar goes a lot farther than oh, that? And you, the land you can get there. Yeah. I mean, another great place if you're into horses, other than like you know going to Churchill Downs or Keeneland is uh, God. If you're in that area, you have to go to Claiborne Farms where they bred the best racing horses in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, Secretariat is buried there. Oh. Wow! And is that uh, where he's from? Yeah, and you you that's where he his final resting spot. Yes, was came also, from yeah. Claiborne Farms, yeah. and. Uh, Picture this. Close your eyes. Okay. Imagine just endless, endless rolling dark green meadows mm-hmm. and white fence that goes forever and ever and ever. And you just see am I a horse? Because in this, in my version, no. I'm you're, a horse. you're 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 in a car and the window's down by. and you're driving through. Oh, and driving it just through. the fence doesn't stop. And you just think, God, who owns all of this? And yeah. then you see a herd. Of the most majestic, beautiful thoroughbreds just out in pasture. And you see little horses. And then you recognize <laughs> that they're all mares who just had babies. Oh, man. And then babies are just right by their moms. And it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. And just it's just incredible. And when you roll in there, they have – you can visit. You can see all of the old um, winners. They're all retired there. And they have their own. I wasn't sure when I was supposed to open my eyes, so I, guess. I, you know, I love no. Secretary. That movie is so inspiring. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I couldn't help but get choked up when I was there, and like yeah. seeing the they That's have like awesome. a, a gravestone and everything, and you can leave a flower and stuff. And Penny um, Tenery was one of my female heroes growing up. Incredible. And then each horse <laughs> is stud is st- you could, these studs are all retired now. That's why I would. And be. then they have their own paddocks, and they let these these horses have their own. In other words, big giant sort of pastures where mm-hmm. they run. And they're by themselves. And oh, they we, each have their own. And you walk up to the fence, and like, if you think you're going to pet the horse, yeah. the horse comes galloping up to you and like wants to tear your fucking head off. Oh, really? And about four times a day, they take him out, and he has sex uh, with with uh, a big giant dummy. 
And uh, he basically, that's what they yeah, do his, for a living. They have the best life in the world. Wait. All they do is have sex and but that, but it's, but it, but it's to take their, their semen Correct. so they, they can inseminate That's right. Mares. They don't do live oh. covers. They, they, they don't, <laughs> they don't um, want to injure the, the, yeah, the, horse, yeah, yeah. the, the mares. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. I think they do. Did I see a live cover? I don't think I saw a live when you, cover. I'm sorry. This is, is this slang for That's sex? when you actually see the horse actually have sex with Doing a mare. But a lot of times it, it can hurt both horses. I mean, have you ever seen a horse climb on the back of another horse and have sex? Mm, I've, yeah. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. It's very, I mean, it's I've a, done a, it. It's, it's and I just thing. did it this year with my mare and she's pregnant now, but, but it's like, you got to hold her. She's in season you, you, and she's dying and she wants it really badly. You, you, and then you, he's you're, like, you're nearby. Huh? You're nearby. You're not there. Oh, they know I'm holding her. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. It's aggressive, isn't it? <laughs> it's very aggressive. It looks like a dragon with a giant penis is going to fucking cluck. Is that... <laughs> and then the, the one on top is like, don't look at me. Don't, he, don't, don't look at me in the eyes. He's, well, he's clumsy as shit, and he's trying to climb on her back. And she's like, come on, do how, it. How long does it and last for? Not long. It's about uh, 30 seconds. Oh, wow. That's like yeah. me. I would say like one or <laughs> one to five pumps, and it's it's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, it's that's that's at least a chorus of a song. So, yeah. <laughs> so gentlemen, don't feel so bad. Okay, <laughs> even the best. I'm like you know, very quick, and she really doesn't. Um, this want is it to last that he, long here's either. a so. weird fact that I found. I just this, this is this is actually this is kind of embarrassing. So, a, a Virginia militiaman, Captain uh, Fontaine, uh, moved to Louisville uh, before the abolition of, of uh, in 1798 before the abolition of slavery. He had a, his plantation was a stop on the Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. So he was helping people get through. So later, in 1905, the city built an amusement park um, on the site of his old estate in in his honor and named it after him, Fontaine Ferry Park. And then the park was was whites only until 1964. (laughs) It's just, you know, like... Did they have a plaque there talking about what he did, and then white people would go in there and feeling all proud of, of of like what what what's become, and then going to whites only. Well, parts. ironically, Fontaine's Ferry is now the first is gay bar in Louisville, but um, <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, but but um, it took them a while to 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 integrate. Huh? I know, but 1964, I, huh? Yeah, that's like, that was right before the voter, they did it in voter his honor. Act, they did so. it in his honor because he did yeah. something. For you know, basically equal rights, and then they did something as honor. They did something that was completely contradictory. Although I don't know. Well, listen, Ohio is 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 famous for for the Underground Railroad, and uh, I mean they, I mean they secured the freedom to, for so thousands and thousands of slaves. And then you go to some of these backwoods places in Ohio, and they're as right wing and extreme as possible. And, yeah. and it's not an integrated state in many st- ways. And then Steve's wondering, how did the railroad get under the Ohio? What is yeah, the railroad happening right now? Did you Google railroad, <laughs> Steve? Did you Google underground yeah. railroad, and it brought up an actual railroad when I was making fun of you talking about railroads? <laughs> It's actually a railroad. Okay. A railroad All right. So we're, right we're, we're moving on to uh, Erica. All right. You know what puts me in a great mood? Just listen to Erica talking about food. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to see how many of these you've actually tried. Okay. So the first one is called the Hot Brown. I think I did that in the Cumberland Gap. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it is the ultimate Louisiana comfort food. It's an open-faced sandwich, usually with turkey and bacon, and then it has a Mornay sauce on it, which is like a creamy cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, usually then it's made with like Gruyere, Swiss, or Parmesan. Did they make it gluten-free? No, no. <laughs> they, they the locals also call it a heart attack on a plate. Okay, well that makes sense. Um, it's very indulgent. It's going to be like crispy toast as well, and then it's baked until bubbly. May I comment? So yeah. Okay. Uh, you had one? Yeah. No, I have had one, and the the working class version of this is called and shit on a shingle. This is where we mm. get this from, and it's basically toast. It had some sort of chipped beef or meat product mm-hmm. on it, and then a gravy poured all over it. So, for instance, it would be Wonder Bread toasted, budding packaged meat, shredded on oh, top right. of the toast, and then it would be kind of like a brown gravy. And mm-hmm. if you ask any mom what's in brown gravy, she'll say, I don't know. Brown. Mm-hmm. It's just brown gravy. Yeah. So, yeah. Did, you, did, did you... It was a packet. We got but then you're like talking that. about something Beef that stock. is a little more elevated. And, but yeah, it's, slightly right. elevated. But the poor folk, like we yeah. were, we had... we had. Uh, did you have it for dinner? You would do it for... It's blended um, bacon. You, what happened? Blended bacon. That What is that? That's amazing. You blend bacon. That's... Sounds and that's fantastic. the gravy? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Is it? Oh. Um, I know. I have no, I'll take. Oh. I'll take. That I sounds say, good. I, 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 did, I, did it, like, I did it before, and it was so good. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Blended bacon with like some cream, and then yeah, like uh, well, yeah, and like the juices from like you know the turkey. Yeah, like the roux, and then Damn. yeah. Damn. Damn. But I don't think it's Has, what you're saying. Will you do me a favor and just say blended bacon and, <laughs> and juices and over like, and over yeah. again? It's starting to get hot in here. Uh, holy shit. Uh, I'm blushing. Um, oh, blended bacon. Blended bacon. So you can blended get the uh, the only place that has the original hot brown is called the Brown Hotel. And it was actually invented there in 1926. Uh. That's where so, the name comes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, got it. Um, and then I'm going to take you guys to dessert already because she takes us I on a like journey. it. Like yeah, it. it's called the Derby Pie, mm. and it's made with chocolate chips, walnuts, mm-hmm. pecans, mm-hmm. Kentucky bourbon, mm-hmm. and they bake it all into a pie crust. Mm-hmm. It's one of their famous desserts. Mm-hmm. Um, it was created by mm-hmm. Carrie's Kitchen. Their recipe is still kept secret, but you can still go get that recipe there at Carrie's Kitchen. Um, Carrie's Kitchen. Yeah, and then bourbon balls are another one. I don't know if hey you've had any Steve. of these. Oh, yeah. Um, they were, it was invented by Ruth and in a candy shop in 1938. They're bite-sized and they're made with, um, confectionery sugar, dark chocolate, and then bourbon. You know, it's really good to pair uh, bourbon balls with whiskey dick. What's whiskey dick? (laughs) He's he's not, there's no such thing. It's when, 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 Steve, tell her. It's maybe how can you say the piece? I don't know what that is. It's maybe when you've had too much whiskey and you're oh, and you have a limp dick. You can't. No, no, oh. no. It, what's the called when you're the mounting of the horses? The, live cover. Yeah. So when you have too much alcohol, and you can't live cover. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Never one is before. a lot more. It's a lot better. Okay. I have a bur- um, I have a bourbon ball story. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You really do. I was okay. uh, I went to school in the Appalachian Hills in Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, and I got my career started in public radio. And I hosted this show on an AM radio station, W O U V A M. There was an FM. So you, so you started it. So top. I started. Yeah. Fucking a. I was. Really <laughs> <laughs> Your mom listened. I am like I was like a carp of like broadcasting. I was literally bottom feeding and everything. And I. I 
But I remember the program director was a woman named Connie Stevens, and she had a notorious drinking habit. In other words, she was pretty much lit all the time. Yeah. And uh, around her, Christmas her, time, her. she came into Steve, the studio. Steve, no offense. And, no, uh, none taken. She had a tin, and she came in, and she said, Brian, I mean, I've made these bourbon balls. <laughs> and they're delicious. I remember her hanging on delicious. Eat, eat as many bourbon balls as you want, okay? And so I sat there on my ship popping these bourbon balls, and yeah. I was fucking yeah. just destroyed Hammer. on the air. There's yeah. oh, one. It's like it How was like, bourbon is she putting those balls? They taste yeah. like a sh- shot. If you just take Almost a cookie a and you they put have a to shot. They're really moist and onion. They can't oh, be yeah. They're wet. Yeah, okay, yeah. got it. And they are it's a shot in mm. every ball. Oh, and they of course, make it and then soak they're it. They're not baked. No, so they're yeah. not baked. So oh, the bourbon that they make it. when it's they're so good. Never bakes off, so oh, it's nice. like they use ingredients doesn't that doesn't evaporate. Yeah, nice. So they're made with like butter, sugar, bourbon, and chocolate. Okay. And, mm. and Honey's dead now. Could we have a moment? Yep. Yeah. Ah, just passed. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and how they're made is they then roll it in, and then they let them like kind of harden, and then they dip them in white chocolate, and that's what keeps them like edible, and they don't like fall. They don't mush apart. What, you know what? In chocolate. This is just me thinking about like, wouldn't it be more impactful if she had made those for us so we could taste them yeah. and then tell her what yeah. we thought about them? Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Man, did yeah. I get... Ding, ding, just, ding. Yeah, man, sorry. I love this podcast. Um, okay, so... so do, much fun. <laughs> thank this you. This is so much fun. Guess what thing... We're was, not usually this much fun. We usually sit here and just be... We're just like... <laughs> guess what food was supposedly invented in the Okay, Lego. I got it. We've Kentucky, been talking about it a Kentucky lot. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Nope. All right. Well, it was a good guess, though. Yeah, good guess. Get myself a What'd date for a guess. Um, supposedly. Grits. Ranch, you said? He said grits. Oh, grits. No. Mm. What, uh, cornbread? No. Nope. Uh-huh. Any guesses? Yeah. We've been talking about it? We have been talking about it in the last like couple weeks on the podcast. Oh. Though, but we what? haven't today. I don't know. It's the All cheeseburger. Right. Oh, oh. which is shocking, oh, right? right? I yeah, would have thought that. that the Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that huh. would be there, but it was um, by Buns Burgers, and it's still in existence. It's hmm. very divey, very small, very underrated, um, but um, they serve with thick like beef patties uh, with fried eggs and bacon, and then they huh. have like a bun sauce. Again, so I don't really understand, but if I was tasting it, yeah. Maybe with some of um, Hess's uh, uh, bacon, bun sauce? bacon bacon gravy. Bacon. <laughs> Holy <laughs> um, and then a, like, like, like you spill that on the floor and you'd be like, it's fine. Five second roll. Yeah. <laughs> like, lick it off the floor. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the Benedictine spread. It's a, I don't know if you've had this either, but it's a spread of cream cheese, cucumbers, onion, chopped, and then green onion. So white onion and green onion. And then they add green food coloring into it. Mm-hmm. And By the way, never heard of it, Brian. Some have I, heard of I've it? never done the Benedictine spread. spread. I never really did. And sometimes I think they, that was first done in the Vatican with a whole that posse was, yeah. of young boys and yeah. one of the Pope. Yeah, <laughs> they made it. Come the Benedictine spread. Come you heard of it? Come on, <laughs> stay with me, Hess. Benedictine spread. Benedictine. They Make a note to it. Do add like sometimes um, like hot spread. sauce as well, but it they when, in Louisville. When do they eat it? When, like what is it? Louisville, they eat it almost like What's ketchup. That? What's Louisville? Louisville. 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 There you go. Um, it's they use it as often as like we would maybe use ketchup. So think about it as like 
they put they spread it on um, maybe a sandwich, cheeseburger, like aioli, French fries. They would dip it their French fries in it. They would maybe just There's, have. It is a land of weird dips. There are many yes, strange me. dips. I remember going to a restaurant in Kentucky, and it was a barbecue joint, and there was something on the appetizer side of the menu that was like a dip, a blue cheese dip. Mm. And I was like, you guys, let's get this. And they're like, yeah. And they brought out a bowl of blue cheese dressing with just saltines around it. <laughs> oh, my and that God. Was, and, and so they're very into, like, oh yeah. condiment Spread. dipping Dips spreads. Like, spreads. Like yeah. a giant a thing of, of French fries, maybe, it was but just saltines. It was just <laughs> saltines, <laughs> and so you just unwrap them and dip them in blue cheese. What am I cheese. like? What am I home sick right now? Down. This is not a I've saltines. done that before. But it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drunk. It's yeah. pretty tasty. Um... And then, of course, you guys talked about Kentucky Fried Chicken and barbecue. Yeah, what's the deal with that? What's, what's, is there such a thing as Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yeah, I mean, there is, but it really... Oh, my God, those pictures are amazing. Aren't they amazing? Yeah. There was a Colonel Sanders. Yeah. There was a, a real... large restaurant chain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, and it's on <laughs> what the, Louisville is kind of known for. They call it the Ville, and it's where... Um, uh, fried chicken is with waffles, so that's kind of where that uh, waffle fried chicken kind of came to play around the rest of the United States. I'm going to tell you that the that chicken and waffles was invented in Harlem. Oh, it was. Yeah. Well, maybe they like. It's Farrakhan, not you. Can I do that? Yeah. Am yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Embar- no, no, no. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. Listen, at all. I thought they fought for the you Confederacy. Know, and so uh, I Erica, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have fact check because one uh, guest did send in an email after they listened to the podcast telling me I was wrong on one of my facts. Wait, so did I, they email you directly? No, they emailed you, remember? And oh, yeah, like, I have Erica that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't say something <laughs> yeah, right. That. And so Let's read it. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather um, have my facts checked um, by you During guys before we. Yeah, you know, exactly. and I, and I, and, and at the risk of sounding a no, at all because because i am i i i was in harlem and i went to I, I spoke to the widow of the man who invented chicken and waffles in, at, from who owned That's part awesome. of the cotton club up in harlem huh. and he had chicken left over from dinner and he had musicians wrapping up from playing all night and he made waffles and they when you wanted, said wrapping up i want to see a chicken wrapped up in a oh, waffle no, they wanted they were wrapping up their gigs yeah. for the night and they wanted breakfast so he sold for a nickel he sold a combination of the leftover chicken and the waffles on top of each other mm. and there was a line out the door for for wow. this this flavor I, you know what i guess like, i don't boom. does the chicken has the bone in it uh it does right yeah, yeah. So how do you eat it uh, you just kind of eat around it. You just put the and then you take you put the dark meat on top, and you, just you make it. Never had chicken and waffles. Well, no, I have, oh. and I had it my way. I, I basically separated it, right? So I had the chicken, and then I had the waffles. But like, you can can you like make a sandwich? Out? You can you can separate the chicken from the waffle if you yes, want, you but you sandwich. serve you, you serve doing? it with the syrup. No, you, I, I, no, 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 I don't make. You separate sandwiches. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah you separate you it. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've eaten it. I like. I put the maple syrup on the chicken, and then eat the chicken and the waffle and the maple syrup. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's it's all together. That's right. All, yeah, together. all together, and, you can, and then Roscoe, as we know from from out here in Los Angeles, he worked. Roscoe's worked <laughs> for this guy. Oh wow! Okay. And he was he was fired. Oh really? He was mm. fired by this guy, and he said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out to Los Angeles. I'm going to go out to the West Coast, and I'm going to start up my own chicken and waffle business. And I'm going to put you guys out of business." And and the guys like, "You're going to." You're gonna, gonna go, you're, you're gonna, gonna go three thousand miles away to put me out of business. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> so, next door. Yeah. But uh, you know the, the the Roscoe's is what it is today. And, yeah. And, uh, is like, that other one still there in New York? Uh, it is not there still. It's closed. Wow. But 
the recipe is if you go to Melba's on like 120th Street, uh, uh, she is doing exactly what they did uh, at that first place. I got the recipe I right say, here. It's the best I've ever had. The in recipe my right life. here. It's, it's fried chicken, waffle. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they do put like cinnamon in the waffle. Yeah, oh, there's batter. a whole song. Yeah, there's cin- you, you, cinnamon yeah. and how you bourbon shake. in the waffle. The cool mix. Oh, super. Yummy. Bourbon and the and the maple syrup. Eggnog is her secret. She does in the batter. Well, thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come yeah, on, man. Does, uh, she had a secret and she told you. She told me, but you know, and then and then and she does like a fruit infused butter. She Yummy. takes like a, oh and she puts berries in the fruit, so you get the fruit and the <sighs> so sweet and the salty yeah. and the thing, and it is mind blowing. Yeah, it's, it's so good. So if you're in Harlem, make sure you go yeah. to Melba's. She's but amazing. if you're in the Ville, how do you spell, spell, spell Melba? But if you're Melba? in the Ville, M E L B A B. There's a place in Germantown, um, and it's called Four Pegs, and that is one of the top places. The Louis of Villains. So how do they say them? Brian. People who, people who live there? They're not the Louis, Louis villains. Louis villains. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, low villains? Yeah, low villains. Low villains. Low villains. They call that um, most, if you ask them where to go get fried chicken, they They'll would say so it's called four the bill? pegs. Oh, four it's pegs. Called four okay. pegs um, in Germantown um, in the neighborhood of Louisville. Like, anyone, 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 anyone else want to go to Roscoe's after this? Or? All right. <laughs> Do you go? I, yeah, I go I all the time. Yeah. I, I go pretty much twice a month. And I love I'm looking at Melba's. Oh. Shrimp and grits. <laughs> Ooh. Barbecue, you can't really go wrong um, for barbecue. I know I didn't really touch on that, but it was uh, the best barbecue. There's really not the best for any. There's just different. Like some people have barbecue that they then put into tacos. Some people have barbecue that they then put into tacos? Mexican. And tacos. Some people, it's like fresh cut at the butcher. Don't take that. Don't take that. Um, I'm used to it now. Uh, <laughs> it comes out in some words. And Where's that so, from? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Yeah. That's yeah, so, so UP. Oh, my that's, that's UP right there. Um, What's UP? Upper Peninsula. Upper Peninsula. Oh, got Michigan. it. I act, I'm from the lower peninsula of Michigan, but... Um, Did a lot of hanging out. Oh, my God. So it's really... Because we have it in Cleveland, too. So so mm-hmm. the, you've infected the folks in Cleveland, and they yeah. talk like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can like, find whatever... affected. Whatever right. floats your boat. <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever floats your boat in the barbecue world, you really just can't go wrong. So mm-hmm. um, you guys can find what you like. Look, we've, we've, we've covered a lot of shows, uh, you know, food-wise. But the, this this one is like... Man, I know. They have like the there. chili. They have the... I'm not, I'm not losing weight when I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a few. Do you know we, had an amazing, we had an amazing breakfast when we were there. Remember for three sheets, our, our yeah. uh, hangover breakfast? Yeah. I got, I got introduced to the Kentucky Snort. Mm. Um, well, so they I, no, that, was, that was just an old alcoholic lady trying to get you to drink with her. <laughs> you know what, I, Steve, what I got introduced to down there was uh, uh, having an open bourbon bottle in that side compartment of your car door. Oh, I like that. <laughs> what, are you talking, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, there's so much bourbon that, you, you, like, I had an open container in my car, and it was like, why it was not? okay. Just yeah. drink it while you're hey, hanging hey, out. Hey, you know what? You were seven. I, mean, and I think I took, a, I took a drink. Like, I remember I was Keeneland. I was in the parking lot, and I was just drinking it, and the security guard's just, like... Gives me a thumbs up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. What are you doing? Oh, okay. You are drinking. Okay, oh. you're, you're good. You're good. Uh, God, That's really just... all I got other than Burgoo. Really you're going to find that too, which I thought was kind of weird. But yeah. Burgoo? Burgoo. Let's, Have see, let's see what Mel thought about that segment. Get it out, balls. Okay. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Mel. Come okay. on. 
you guys. All right, Mel, we're sorry. Are you, you, listen, Mel, you did a good job, okay? Good job, Mel. Okay, good job. <laughs> All right. She's What's making burgoo? chicken and uh, waffles right now. Is, um, it's like a stew, a what savory is it? stew. Um, the best one is at Mark's Feed Store, um, and he has the best God, because amazing. they say they smoke the pork before it's put into mm. the stew, mm. and it's thick enough that a spoon can actually stand up oh, in I it. I love that. Nice. Um, oh, like a so, like like gumbo. Yeah, mm. it's yeah, um, usually goo. made with uh, mutton, which is the flesh of sheep. Um, especially oh. from like mature sheep. Well, the word but, mutton is just so much nicer than um, the flesh of you sheep. You can find them made with beef, pork, or chicken. But. Can I can I have an addendum? I just want to do the Old Taylor Distillery, which is the first big commercial distillery okay. in Kentucky for bourbon, is now open under a different name, and it's called Castle and Key. And okay. if you ever have a chance to go, noted. And if you're on the trail, th- this place is so beautiful, and it's 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 the original structure, mm. and they have the original spring still intact. That's cool. Yes. <laughs> and while you're there by the way people of a certain age know exactly what it is the more you know and and while you're there get tested <laughs> we're stuck all right, all right we're bringing it we're bringing it Hess. my name is Hess, and i like to travel around the world i have a little pet gopher and a baby squirrel Around the world. Ah! Oh, people love Hess's Thank segment. You. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone, stop. Thank you. Stop. Thank you. No, hey, keep going. going. What's Thank going you. on? Keep, There's keep, some keep it going. Holy cow. <laughs> 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 what was that? <laughs> All right, that cool. was a so, pregnant pause. No, Steve, there's sound effects happening. Yeah, you can't he, hear. Yeah, <laughs> he get that. Um, uh, so there's this place uh, called the Popelick Trestle Bridge. Spell it. Okay. Popelick. P-O-P-E. Lick. Like you're licking something. Okay. Like the Pope. Like the Pope. Yeah, you lick the Pope. But they have the Benedictine spread there. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a lot of people who's actually been going there now and taking photos on their Instagram and stuff like that. But this place is supposedly like uh, the home of the pop. Pope Lick Monster. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got it. So, so this monster supposedly um, murders people, mm-hmm. right? He's like a, a goat man. He's sort of half goat, half human, hmm. half man. man. And he has like uh, horns and you know whatever. Oh yeah. Hmm. But but true story. True story. Okay. He, this monster is responsible for the most deaths. Um, than any other myth, myths. Huh. What? Wait, because people blame Wait, it on not him? For, not for what, not for oh. what you would think. Got it. Because people go out to go see this monster and they get on this, on the train track. Oh, it's a, oh, it's, a, oh, it's a, it's a bridge. It's oh, a I bridge. see. So oh, they get on the God, bridge. It's huge. And the bridge is where the, where the train, where the, where the oh, train goes. Oh my God. The train and comes through there. The they train. walk across the bridge. There's nowhere to go when the train comes. And the train comes and, and, mur- and hits them off or they the try train, to, the train doesn't murder them. Or they try, <laughs> or they try to hang on, you know, and fall off the bridge. And I think there were oh some God. survivors that fell off and didn't die. Huh. Wow. But yeah, yeah. So, um, he said, it said that it's, it's thought that he uses like hypnosis, mm-hmm, of course, to like lure people <laughs> onto this bridge, and they, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not because they <laughs> want to take selfies and put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
but he lo- he lures them in, and a train comes, and and they die. So if if you want to go see the Popelik, trust. Uh, I want to know why it's, why it's called why I don't want why it's called Popelik. Yeah, you know the Pope was there, and um, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. (laughs) This this is not on the Bourbon Trail, by the way. The public monster is not on the Bourbon Trail. Mm. Thanks, buddy. It's not on the Bourbon Trail. Thanks, buddy. Um, So, uh, another one. Um, There's, oh, a Louisville mega cavern. Where's Louisville? Louisville. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Louisville. Louisville. (laughs) Louisville. Um, um, So, it has 100 acres of man-made underground caverns. Oh, it's man-made. Yeah. Is, and it's underneath the city? So, yeah. No, so they made this be, um, in case there was some sort of um, uh, nuclear attack. Huh? So you can you can, you can can go. It's it's nuclear fallout safe. Okay. It's there. So you can go go in there and hang out. But now they have, like, these um, these tours. You can go in there and, um, uh, and you know. It, 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 okay, so bam. So it was uh, originally intended as a civil defense shelter. With um, that can hold up to fifty thousand people, in it. Huh. and it's uh, is it is it under is it actually under the city? Yeah, it's under the city. Yeah, what year was it concrete, built? Concrete underground. Well, I'm just, I guess I, my question is like if the if the Ohio River floods every year, how does it like not get into this? How does this place not get you know? Huh. I don't full know. Of water. Well, they were clearly drunk when they designed. It. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, Let's build it into a giant river Kentucky that floods are. once a year. Yeah. Okay. I gotta research that because I don't think it. I don't think it. It. I don't know. No, maybe it's just farther away. Maybe it's higher up. I mean, a lot of other things. This is why there are so many. If you're from that region, there are so many jokes about who's dumber. Yeah, <laughs> a Kentucky, a person from Kentucky, or a person from West Virginia. Yeah. It's like a. And, and there's like that's the setup for how, about ten thousand. How big is it? Um, it can fit fifty thousand people. So hmm. I mean, yeah, that's big. That's big. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I just by the way, I just, I just Google, a, Google no. Louisville, Louisville Mega Cavern. It, wasn't there somebody like like ziplining through it and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Um, so um, you were talking earlier about the uh, Louisville Slugger Museum. Mm-hmm. So this was, I thought it was pretty cool. It had this place has. The, I'll, be, I'll be the judge of that. This place has <laughs> the the biggest baseball bat. Yeah. It's a yeah, right yeah. out front. That's, so it's so big it can't fit into it. So it's outside, sort of almost yeah. look like it's leaning on to the thing. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Well, yeah, but it's, it's one of the trivia like questions. Usable, that, that would, uh, Google it. Or yeah, like, I mean, if you're a giant, no, you can I, use it. I know it's 120 feet tall. It's 120 yeah. feet tall. Yeah. So I'm just wait, saying, wait, I feel wait. Like every baseball stadium has like a pretty. Is big it 16,000 pounds? Did you? It's like did 12 you? stories. Yeah, it's one of my trivia questions. Is this part of the show where where Hess says some shit and then you guys just pile on and just say that stuff's stupid? No, Sixty. No. So what, what happens, what happens like, in this segment? So my segment is stupid stuff. It's weird. Like, weird. weird. That's what you do. Yeah, weird things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that explains yeah. the Pope. By the way, listen to the Pope. The li- Don't Hess. Listen, listen to this. To educate yourself on all the weird and wacky places to go. I love that. Yeah. Okay. This yeah, should have been a I yeah. Like this should have been a yeah oh. at the end. Yeah. What's happening? That's Popelik music. For me. <laughs> oh my god. That was Popelik popping up. Um, so um, you guys were talking about Colonel Sanders. Do you know the story of Colonel Sanders? I don't think I do. Remind me. So um, I don't know the entire story. By the way, by the way sixty-eight thousand pounds the bat weighs out of one piece made out of, out of a tree. Wow. Wow. What they use? One hundred twenty feet is big. What mm. they use? Wood. Go okay, on. so anyway, um, so Colonel Sanders, I guess he was um, had a bunch of jobs bouncing around, and at age sixty two, 
is when he decided to go around and like um you know sample i mean give you know sell his fish his fish his chicken to people with his with his um special ingredient yeah so is it the guy from the commercial is it that actual dude yeah mm-hmm. yeah that, that's colonel, the, that's the guy colonel the Har- first Har- one. yeah yeah, yeah the, the first, first guy. colonel not, not, not Colonel Unger. You're a colonel too? I am a colonel. The first colonel. The colonel system. Harlan Sanders. Yeah. Um, so at 62 is when he went around and, and started doing this and he started his own uh, restaurant and it became, I guess, at, you know, I guess it, there's 6,000 6, of them now worldwide. Right. So it, so it was Kentucky It was Kentucky Fried Chicken? It was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He, so yeah, what is the secret ingredient? Well, the colonel's secret. Ask Brian. He's the one giving all the, secrets. The colonel's secret recipe or secret seasoning yeah, yeah secret mm-hmm. recipe. Seasoning, right? yeah i don't i don't i don't i can't remember is. but wait we know what it is uh yeah, yeah they can't they came out with it. yeah yeah i think huh i remember being like a kid oh, you know K- kentucky fried chicken was huge especially in ohio and it, i mean my mom would often bring a bucket of chicken home and just put it on the table because she didn't it's too lazy to cook but i i remember you wouldn't just see him in the commercials and you wouldn't just see him in the restaurant he da- he would attend the Lawrence Wilk show all the time. Do you remember the Lawrence Wilk show on TV? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know. That okay, it do you remember that? You know, they would they would always d- take shots of the audience dancing. Oh no, Brian, I'm much too young to remember that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Sanders was often there, just making a cameo as a dancing person, like as really? a really like person a, in the on the Lawrence Wilk show. If you ever have an opportunity huh. to watch reruns of the fucking get get a bottle of something, get as high <laughs> as possible, and watch an hour of the Lawrence Welch, <laughs> it is un, it is it is it is just completely what they're doing in Oklahoma today. So, <laughs> so, so there was a his recipe was found in a scrapbook, and the Chicago Tribune. Uh, printed it. Eleven herbs and spices. Yes. Salt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thyme. Basil, uh, oregano, I believe that's oregano, celery salt, black pepper, dried mustard, paprika, garlic salt, uh, ground ginger, and white pepper. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in, in certain, in, in certain huh. proportions. Like, I, I don't really feel huh. comfortable with they that. They have energy. a really good um, Twitter account. When's the last time you guys had Kentucky Fried Chicken? Ooh. Now, by the way, I've done a, that louder. I've had a lot of, um, uh, I've done a lot of international traveling, and I'll just tell you that KFC is well represented. Uh, around the yeah. world, around the world, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have you had it recently, Lou? Like in the last what five years? No, I've not. I, I've had I've had Popeyes. I've had Popeyes too in the last five. Years. Yeah, I I, the bread beans and rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would like some KFC. I like, like the, I like the mashed KFC. potatoes, uh-huh. and gravy, and the huh. rolls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would probably eat it now. That's good. I just don't know where one is. So, by the way, this guy he's buried in the Kentucky's Cave Hill Cemetery. So you can go and go there. His actually his daughter. Made a sculpture, a bust of him mm-hmm. that's there right now. So I, I, I guess a lot of is it weird like to, if I go get some, a bucket of chicken and just go hang, just out, there? hang no. out, eat it right by? His I don't. Bed. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like no, that's that disrespectful. Would, no. and, and, yeah. and and a bourbon, you'd be honoring him. It's yeah. like yeah. I mean, it, it's the same. It's like if you take Valium and go to Graceland, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and if, oh, by the way, yeah. and a peanut butter jelly sandwich, yeah, yeah. yeah. and and, and yeah. banana, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Anyway, yeah. Is that you? Is that your segment? Yes. Um, that was really good. We, so we have trivia. Uh, Brian, the, the the prize is this is a mini vessel, okay? And so this is is I was like, I thought that was Steve. Sorry. I was about to yell at him. Um, this is a mini vessel. I don't know if I have the bigger one someplace, but anyway, the, these are containers that hold like for your. You have like do you have a bug out bag? Like if you need if you need to get out, 
if say there's a fire surrounding your house and you have like you need to leave, right? Or like if if uh, no because know, something happened in, in like a nuclear, nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does it do? I'm still in so there. so so it, it it's called a vessel. Yeah, and it holds all kinds of stuff. So you can get different ones. You can get one for like survival. So it has matches and oh, and cool. fishing line. All the oh, kind of things. Oh, and it survives. Has has, survive has, has, a, has a compass. Uh, it has a flashlight, has oh, cool. an SOS signaler on it, all that's kind of – so – and then there's one that holds like eight ounces of, of, of booze and they have two collapsible cups that come out of it. So you can take that. So, you know, you're going, you're going hiking and going – there's certain reasons you want. So anyway, the okay. winner of this – I get Us- that. Usually the if guest win. usually the guest wins. I okay. Feel, yeah. You got not you can get this one or you can get a, a bigger one. You can you can choose from it. Okay. Um so the buzz in word is um Brian. Brian. Yeah. So everyone buzzes in with the word Brian. Okay. Including okay. Brian. Okay. Yes. Because mm-hmm. something right. like this. Public monster. Public monster. <laughs> How many major sports teams are there uh in Louisville? Louisville? Yes, has. Two. Okay. Brian. Yes. Three. Negative. Okay. Brian. Brian. Yeah. Oh, I can say something? Yeah. You, you buzz in with your name. I'm zero. Yeah. Oh, good That's job. Correct. That's correct. Uh, Brian, the only one on the board. You got a point. Congratulations. Steve, you still there? Steve. Oh, I was muted, damn it. I no. Was no you were. Oh, my God. He was muted? No, he, he muted, muted himself. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have the ability to mute him as well. Oh, uh, what sure popular right. Kentucky music is named after a plant? Brian. 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 Bluegrass. Brian. He had it. Uh, Steve was performing. No, but. Really? I heard Brian. But uh, it's the origin of bluegrass music. However, yeah. the cradle of bluegrass. <laughs> <laughs> is southeastern Ohio. Yes. Oh, there we go. Um, there's a monster at the door. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is run every year, not even taking a break for World Wars. When did its consecutive run begin? Brian. Go ahead, Steve. Wait, uh, year? The year? 1902. Year. Okay. Not correct. Yeah, you do it, Hess. You always wait till the end. We're not letting you wait till the end this time. Brian. Yeah. 1850. Okay. Brian. Yes. 1970. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say... Get a buzz in. Brian. Yeah. 1887. You are correct. What? In that it's 1875. You are, you are the winner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're not correct by any means. What was you say? It's like the price is right. What did you say? 1887. I, thought it was, I, I got confused by that right. question. What? Executive and all that. Yeah, there's a lot of numbers in yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what king is Louisville named after? Specific, please. Brian. Go ahead, Steve. Louis the Fourteenth. Uh, no, Brian. Yes, Louis the Fifteenth. No, <laughs> Brian. Yes, Louis the Third. No, <laughs> Brian. Uh, yeah, Louis Brian. the Sixteenth. Yes, Louis the Sixteenth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks for your Louis help, Couture. guys. That's its own show. <laughs> Which Louis? <laughs> Which Louis? Yeah, yeah. That, it was just give me a number. Yeah, exactly. The candelabra came from. How did the witch king come into a number game? <laughs> the white powdered wig. On Memorial Day, Louisville, Louisville hosts the world's largest festival dedicated to this British band. Uh, Brian. Yes, Brian. Are you, yes, are you okay? You about to throw up? Brian. Uh, Steve. Uh, you too. No, not that British. Irish. It's not British. Brian. Uh, no, it's Erica. The Beatles. Okay. Beatles. Nice. Beatles it is. Oh, God. Who, Damn it. Who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? Uh, bats are made in Louisville, but 90% of these balls are also that go to the U.S. Brian. are also made there. 
Yeah. Tennis. Um, no. Brian. They're reflective. Yeah. They're reflective? Huh? They're nothing. Go ahead. Louisville. Yeah. I mean, Brian. They're, they're, yeah, uh, Brian. <laughs> reflective balls? Yeah. Refl- oh, oh uh, yeah, uh, Brian. What, what, what Brian. kind of? What kind, no, it's, it's Brian. In the dark golf balls. Yeah, Steve. I was going to say golf balls. No, but um, they're the reflective balls. Yeah, yeah, those ones. Well, what kind of reflective balls? Ninety Orna- ornaments, <laughs> Christmas ornaments. No, I have. Reflective Pretty sure those are made in China, Brian. Ninety okay. percent uh, of these reflective balls are sold in the U.S. and 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 hung joyfully from the ceilings. Louisville. Christmas balls. Yes. I mean, Brian. Yes, yes. Louisville. Yes. Uh, disco balls. Yes, right, buddy. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That is a great a fact. Stop Stop uh, you know what? Give myself a little, because Brian said it was a good question. Oh, just half a point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, full, full point. Oh. One point. Uh, one point three. Uh, this old-timey drink was invented in Louisville in 1890. Brian. Erica. Mint, mint julep. Negative. Brian. Yes. The old-fashioned. That is correct. Mm, good job. At which point it was just called the fashion. <laughs> How tall is the replica of Babe Ruth's bat outside the Louisville Slugger Museum? Brian. 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 Erica. 127. <laughs> Bullshit. No. Nope. Dang it. What'd you say? I don't know. I don't know. Buddy, sorry. Listen to the podcast. Wait, say that again. What's the question? What is the height of the bat? <laughs> the bat. Brian. 120 yeah. feet. Steve. You can't buzz me. You have to yeah. see who's the closest. Steve, what do you. What's, what's Okay. I'm giving it to Steve. I don't even know what he's doing over there. What was it? 120 feet. 120. But don't say it like you're angry. 120 feet, you idiot. <laughs> Did he say Brian? I don't think this is a uh, this is like a this, like a this is like a riddle. You have to get both. Who's winning? I just like to know my score and how much I have to step it up. Brian. Okay. You got to step it up. <laughs> two, three for Brian. Two for Steve. Two for Erica. One for Hess. Steve. Gonna lose a point for Russellin, and then one for me. Okay. Um, I, I need full answer. What two? This is a mashup. This is a mashup. These two celebrities are from Louisville. Here's a hint. Floats like a butterfly, stings like a mockingjay. Brian. Steve. Um, uh, Muhammad Ali and uh, the Brian. girl from... Uh, you can't do that. No. Nope. Yeah, go ahead. Muhammad Ali and Jennifer Lawrence. Correct. Damn it. Did I yes. get two points? You got one point. You're lucky I gave you that. Uh, each, year, <laughs> each year, a blanket of roses is presented to the winner of the Kentucky Derby. How many roses, exactly, how many roses are put in that blanket every year? Brian. Brian. Hess. 48. No. Brian. Brian. Steve. 150. No. Erica. Um, 100. No. Brian. 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 One. Brian. You got to answer. Brian. One. What, what was your answer? I said 50. 48, he said. What's Steve say? Who's at, who's at the highest one? I Steve? I said 500. Steve said I said no, you did not say 500, I said jackass. I said 500. Steve said 150. Oh, my God. Forget you guys. I thought it was oh, all yeah. carnations. <laughs> okay. It, was, oh, it, is, it is Steve. It is I Steve. It. 554. Exactly. Wow. 554? It's Why? a blanket. Wow. It's a blanket made of roses. What are you going to use What's three roses for? It's to Five cover three. the back of a horse. Oh, okay. Three. I mean, uh, who said three? That's a lot Nobody. of roses. Mm, rose, one point for each. You guys each get an opportunity because you get to go one at a time. Uh, a commonwealth is a free mm. state with a represented government. Mm. Hold on. I got the sound effect for this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All U.S. states are effectively commonwealths, but only four designate themselves as such. Name one. Brian. Steve. Pennsylvania, number one. Virginia, well, Steve, no, number you, no, two. Brian. Steve, you get to Steve. You get one point. Brian. Massachusetts. Oh. Uh, that is correct. Brian. That, uh, Erica. Virginia. Uh, that's correct. <laughs> Brian. Hey, yes. 
Pennsylvania? No, you can't say this answer Steve said. Oh, uh, <laughs> can I give I Can I give you a hint? Because you're doing so bad. Yeah, it, it's Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> Brian, Kentucky. <laughs> Kentucky. Brian, Kentucky. Um, the great. Okay, this is a, It's a trick, but it's not a trick. It's an actual question. The great man of war horse, right? Won all his horse races except one in which he was upset to a horse. What was the horse that let led the upset named? Brian. Hess. Secretariat. Brian. No. Sea biscuit. <laughs> Brian. Steve. Tabasco cat. Yeah. That's it. How do you? Wait. No, it's no. not Tabasco oh. cat. Brian. You're gonna hate yourselves. Mr. Ed. Brian. Mr. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> the the point for me. The name of the horse that upset Manowar was upset. Really? His name was upset. Oh, yeah. Preempt. Preempt. Should have seen that coming. Yeah. Uh, more than $6 billion of gold is held in underground. underground yes. Fort Knox. That is correct. Nice. Should I let the question play out? No, you okay. can jump. You got to get it. You got, fi- you got five to four to four to Hess. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here we go. So uh, three more questions. Five, four more questions. Here we go. I'll give you the Louisville sports team. Still win. You name the sport. I thought I had zero sports teams. Uh, yeah, these are all minor leagues okay. and stuff. Okay. Uh, the Louisville Bats. Brian. Hess. Baseball? Uh-huh. Uh, that's kind of an easy one. The Derby City Rovers. Brian. Hess. Polo. <laughs> no. <laughs> what was it? Uh, Brian. The Derby City Rovers. Roller, roller Derby. Now, you'd, of course, you say that, but no. Say it again, please. Uh, Derby. Use it in a sentence. No. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, <laughs> wow. The Derby City Rovers won that by three goals. Brian, right. you're out. <laughs> I know. Soccer. Soccer. That's correct. Huh. Oh, now I'm tied up. This is uncomfortable. Uh, the Derby City Dynamite. Brian. Erica. Hockey. No. Brian. I'm gonna say. Or anybody. Um, ice hockey. No. Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, Yes. Soccer? No, No. we've already said that. No. Football. Football. And then Louisville City FC. Brian. Yeah. Rugby. (laughs) His his name. Brian, rugby. This is the last question. He can say. He can. Is that right? No. (laughs) If you say this, you tie. We go to a tiebreaker. It's six six to five. Uh, rowing. Yeah, it's rowing. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> the team sport. Um, cool. Well, right, I like basketball. it. It was soccer. Oh, so oh, another soccer. soccer. So I, I, I think that Brian had a good time. So hopefully, we can get Brian back here on the show. He has a wealth to. of this knowledge. Was so great. I love this. Uh, um, thank you. What's your Instagram? Just B- Brian Unger. Um, I think it's uh, the Brian Unger. The the. Just one D, Brian. You can look, look real quick. Yeah, yeah. check it out. I, I, I have um, no idea. Um, he must be a verified. We're having a great time on the show. We hope you guys are too. Uh, tell your friends. Make your friends listen. That's all we can do. So now we got the B sides. Let me explain this real quick. Uh, as Erica removes her headphones, and you'll understand why in a second. Steve thought that I'm he still could. Here, Steve, I'm still here. Steve thought that he he's, he he hates that we make fun of him. I make fun of him, so he threatens to leave the show. He's going to start his own podcast. So I said, all right, well, let, let me help you do that. You can start your podcast on mine and kind of work out the kinks and whatever. So this is the B-Sides with uh, Steve. Hold on. 
Okay, we're done. Turn off the show. You should leave. It's time for the B-Sides with Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel the B-Sides tonight. Um, my computer died. I'm <laughs> sitting here. I have nothing. Yeah, but you can talk about anything you want to talk about. Oh, well, let's uh I wanted to talk about more interesting bourbon facts. No. I here, but no. They're I don't think no longer anyone. here. Now now I think it's a bit of an oxymoron when you said interesting bourbon facts. Um Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you might get your monologue with going, Steve? Yeah. Okay, hold go on. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Just you guys talk amongst yourselves. It's all good. Cool. I actually had something really good, and my computer just shit the bed up. Make it up. It's a famous Kentucky poem that they, like, read on the Senate floor. It's from James H. Mulligan, very famous poet. And it goes like this. The moonlight falls the softest in Kentucky. The summer days come offset in Kentucky. Friendship is the strongest. Love's light glows the longest, yet wrong is always wrongest in Kentucky. Life's burdens bear the lightest in Kentucky. The home fires burn the brightest in Kentucky. While players are the keenest, cards come out the meanest. The pocket empties cleanest in Kentucky. The sun shines ever brightest in Kentucky. The breezes whisper lightest in Kentucky. Plain girls are the fewest. Maiden's eyes are the bluest. Their little hearts are truest in Kentucky. Orators are the grandest in Kentucky. Officials are the blandest in Kentucky. Boys are the flyest in Kentucky. Danger is ever nighest. And taxes are the highest in Kentucky. The, wow, this is a long poem. <laughs> the bluegrass waves the bluest in Kentucky. Yet blue, bud, blue bloods are the fewest in Kentucky. Moonshine is the clearest, by no means the dearest. And yet it acts as the queerest in Kentucky. The dove notes are the saddest in Kentucky. The streams dance on the gladdest in Kentucky. Hip pockets are the thickest. Pistol hands the slickest. The cylinder turns quickest in Kentucky. The songbirds are the sweetest in Kentucky. The thoroughbreds are the fleetest in Kentucky. Mountains tower proudest. Thunders feel the loudest. The landscape is the grandest. And politics the damnedest in Kentucky. All right. There you go. Thanks, buddy. There you go. Peace out, homies. <laughs> Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. Pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! 